0: welcome back from uh, Goffs, California. How you feeling? I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> That's it? Well-rested?
1: I uh, was camping up in the Prescott National Forest in Arizona for uh, what, three nights, and then uh, it was freezing because we were up at like five, 6,000 feet. And uh, my last night of camping, I uh, stopped over at Goffs and spent the night there, and it was like uh, 60 at night. So I went from needing lots of blankets and being uncomfortable to being too warm. And you were there Why? Uh, I had to meet Mr. Rory Connell out there because uh, we had to uh, look over the site for uh, his upcoming Olaf event. and uh, You mean our upcoming Olaf ours event. Ours too, yeah. If you uh, go to our Facebook page and look at events, you can get all the details. Uh, but April
0: 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, you can go camping with Lightning and Holman. Mostly <laughs> Lightning, though, because I'll be busy. No, you're going to be hanging out, drinking brown water and uh, sitting by the campfire. I, I think we have a campfire, right? We, we, we do have a campfire, right? Uh, Sure. I mean, I don't know how big
1: it's going to be, but yeah, I mean, we'll have something. There's I mean, going to
0: be like a big community
1: bonfire, too. Yes. By okay. bringing my little, like, self contained fire pit. And uh, it's perfect for four people. So if we have at
0: least two listeners to join us, we'll be cozy. Go to olafevents.com. That's O L A F. Overlanding as F. <laughs> it's a long beep. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, it's Overlanding Adventure Families. Uh, yeah. Well, I like the uh, more aggressive tone of Overlanding as you're just giving yourself more work to do in uh, in post here. Hey, listen, uh, go
1: to olafevents.com. Head over to our, our Facebook page. Check out events. Hopefully, you guys will sign up. It's it's a great weekend. There's a ton of stuff going on. Uh, if you love uh, camping in the desert, that's great. But there's so much more. You get gold to mining you get to help a a good cause by supporting the uh, MDHCA. Ah, uh, Mojave Desert Heritage and Cultural Association. You get to camp on their 75-acre property in the historic town of goffs There's going to be demos by uh, blacksmith. By uh, you'll be able to see the old uh, stamp mills running, crushing ore in front of your very eyes, which is uh, super cool. Do you have to wear safety get, uh, glasses? You just have to stay far enough back that uh, you, the first three rows don't get dusted. Okay. And then uh, there's going to be a, a group called the First Class Miners showing people how to pan for gold, and of course. We'll have all the truck-related stuff. Ken Detire will be there doing uh, demos on uh, things like tire repair, and we'll be doing some recovery demos out there. And uh, Billy Creech and I will be leading a couple workshops on uh, the EMHT in the Mojave Road. Who?
0: Billy Creech, Desert Explorer.
1: Oh, that one. So it's going to be a ton of fun, lots going on, lots of demos, lots to learn, uh, guided tours of uh, both the uh, outdoor museum there as well as uh, tours of the first portion of the EMHT and Mojave Road. So if you've always wanted to do those trails but didn't know how to start, you can join up for a guided tour. That'll be like a half-day excursion to kind of experience both of those. So uh, pretty excited. Again, uh, OlafEvents.com, sign up. And don't forget the uh, special... Discount code of Lightning Sucks, and uh, that will
0: put you- Good for you, bad for me. In the uh, Truck Show Podcast camping area. So do it, guys and girls. Sign up and join us out there. Episode number 220 of the Truck Show Podcast. I Wait, we need Rodney. Wow. Oh, yeah? Okay, hold on. I have Rodney.
1: Uh, wow. Wow. There he is. Wow. Wow.
0: Wow. He's uh, like a 90 year old former DJ of K Rock <laughs> in has Los a Angeles. A ton of drops. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So, as I said, 220, we've got, I think this guy is going to be my new favorite human on the planet, and that is Kenneth McKay. He owns a Maverick that is bagged and sitting on the ground. Everyone went hog wild. At Lone Star Throwdown, when he started doing laps. Yeah. And we uh, reached out to him and
1: uh, said, Hey, would you be on the podcast? And he's like, Sure. So uh, I think uh, we'll give him a call and see uh, what's up in his evil mind, where he would take such a, a a perfect little pickup truck like the Maverick and
0: completely rip it to shreds in search of something better. Made it way better, in my opinion. We're also getting into some truck news. Five Star Hotline 657-205-6105. And before we start the show, we got to thank our friends over at Nissan.
1: You mean those uh, super reliable, well built, awesome pickup trucks that you can uh, that you can get the industry best warranty on five year one hundred thousand miles on the Titan and Titan XD. Yes,
0: that's the one. Or
1: you can uh, pick. Up that uh, smartly designed and uh, smartly designed, an aggressive-looking little Nissan Frontier. Frontier. Ah, Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Those are the ones I'm talking about. I may have heard from some friends at Nissan who might make one available to you for a (gasps) month to drive. Wow. Haven't told you yet, but I'm telling you now. Yes. So you basically uh, get some uh, some extended seat time. So that you can uh, enjoy uh, the Frontier and finally speak intelligently about it. Wow. <laughs> exactly. So uh, if you're in the market for a truck, head on down to your local Nissan dealer or go- And if you're
0: dreaming of crisp throttle response and you just detest the sluggishness of your current acceleration, just- You mean you like the, the throttle- latency? Yeah, the latency. Like, you you know when it, you're slowing down for a red light and all of a sudden it goes green before you've come to a complete stop and you lay into the throttle- And nothing, nothing. happens. Nothing. You're just like, seriously, what happens Do it, you long for the days of an
1: accelerator being attached to your carburetor by a wire? Yes, Well. Too. these fly-by-wire days, that is no longer possible. What, what you can do is head over to bankspower.com where you can check out their Pedal Monster, which is a patented device that will allow you to have CRISPR- Throttle inputs, which make your truck feel way more lively and responsive.
0: And it's got safety features that no other throttle booster on the planet has. When you put it in reverse, it sets you immediately back to stock so you don't jackknife your trailer when you're backing it up. It's just a great, smart safety feature that no one else has. But getting back to the sensitivity levels, you have City, Sport, and Track with 10 levels each. So that's 30 total levels of sensitivity.
1: Hey, if you want to feel sensitive in your truck, (laughs) head over to bankspower.com where you can enter your year make and model and see the coverage of the Banks Pedal Monster, which you might be surprised how extensive it is. The Pedal Monster
0: covers over 100 popular trucks, SUVs, and even cars. Yes, absolutely. There's uh, we Wait, we have two listeners with WRXs, Subaru freaking WRXs. Rocking our pedal monster listening to the show who don't own trucks. Because they slid into your DMs? Yes, they slid into my DMs like you guys can too at LBC Lightning. Hey, before we start the show, Holman, I wanna I you know, we already something, started the show. Uh, well, no, I mean like before we get into the intro. Oh. I have some business I need to take care of. I see. So your birthday was uh, I don't know, less than a month ago. And right? Am I right? Yeah. Just slightly less than a month ago. Yes. And I blew past it, I didn't give you anything because the thing that I had ordered for you was stuck on a ship somewhere. I'm going to uh, say I believe that
1: because uh, I ordered something for my uh, anniversary with my wife Mm -hmm. and it was also stuck on a ship and came four weeks after an anniversary and I'm like, I swear I ordered this for you. So
0: this object, this thing that I ordered for you, Uh I ordered midsummer. Jeez. I'm not joking. Is it from China? Midsummer. I'm not saying where it's from. Oh, okay. But when it comes to like Jeep accessories and uh, truck accessories, you're hard to shop for hmm. because you have everything. And if you don't have it, you're very particular. That's true. You are. You know exactly what you want. You've done a lot of research. So I didn't get you a truck accessory. That's probably smart. Okay. So let's open the door and I'm going to drag this box in. I'm going to crank right. up your mic here. Uh,
1: Lightning has a box that looks like a... Uh, is a uh, Seventy two inch television. Yep. And it was taking up the whole back seat of the Banks that he's sliding it in. It's he's sliding it's, it in, so. Hold on. It's, he's sliding this into the studio. Yeah, you should get some video the here. same way that you can slide into his DMs <laughs> for Banks product. There you go. Uh huh. It's, it's a giant guy. box but uh lighting. This is smaller than a F one hundred. Much smaller.
0: Not an F100. No, and this uh, is—it's about the size of like a rooftop tent, but it's not.
1: It's not.
0: You want to have a crack at this, and uh, tear away the wrapping paper. Pick a spot. Any spot. I can tell you, it's weighty. It is. uh, It's weighty. Yeah. And girthy. It's about uh, in the the mid. It's 20 pounds-ish.
1: Do I have to uh, be careful with my knife when I open it?
0: Uh, No, you do not. I will say that this is rare. So if you sell it, I'll be upset. Have you seen my house? Do I sell anything? No, you don't. You are a pack rat. Don't look at the tag. Don't look at the tag. (laughs) How dare you? Just keep, keep going. Oh, okay, it has, it's Vans is all over it. Yeah, Vans logo all yep. over it. What are you wearing but, right now on your feet? Uh, my Vans. Okay. But you're a global guy. Globe shoes? Yes. <laughs> globe, that's right. Globe. I am a globe shoes guy. But this is not about me, this is about you. Hmm. All right, let's see here. All right, he's tearing this uh, wrapping paper off. It says the tools uh, must be, uh, you must be assembled, so. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I didn't want to get it to you assembled, I thought this was uh, better showing you the entire box se bikes it's a bmx bike this is a bmx bike
1: am i gonna break my uh, uh elbow and shoulder on this I, I, one like i, I don't, I have I don't think so past no. biking experiences
0: no i i don't think you will so for you guys listening at home anyone that's into bmx you'll be familiar with the name se and big ripper this is a big ripper it's a big ripper. Whoa, a Vans big ripper. This is a Vans big ripper. SE dealers were only given one per shop, one Vans big ripper per shop. Oh
1: man, this looks so good on eBay.
0: <laughs> you, I'll <laughs> kick your
1: <laughs> ass. That's another bleep that you. I'm have to sorry.
0: Do. Don't don't please. This was. I had to drive to Menifee to pick this thing up. That's an actual box I'm opening. Yeah, yeah. And he's trying to open this thing. There's a, it's, it's all stapled as you'd expect one of these heavy duty boxes to be. And, uh, yep, no one owed me a favor other than I had to hunt this thing down. This, and, uh, is, uh, this is pretty rad. I'm embarrassed to say that I had to pay retail.
1: It's like it's uh, black and white. Mm-hmm. Are you going to try that and lift it a out? white chain on it. Yes, it does. It's very fancy.
0: He's got a seat post right there. He's, got, uh, he's lifting it out here. Mm-hmm. And he's got it's black tires, black rims.
1: It's like uh, wide whites, black rims, let white me, spokes.
0: I'm going to flip around and show you the screen on my computer here because yeah. you can't really see what it looks like yeah. in the box there. That's the bike right there.
1: Uh, the best part about it is uh, the bar protector mm-hmm. for your groin and the chest, uh, you know, like the, the uh, foamy tubes. Yep. Totally Vans like checkerboard Scott style. That's exactly what it is. Wow, Lightning, thank you.
0: Yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty rad. <laughs> I don't think any man has given another man a, a gift this cool. I mean, this is- this I'm pretty r- proud of myself. This I got to be honest with you. This definitely ranks. I waited. I think I ordered this in July. I'm not even joking. How? How? Did you know it was coming? I knew it was coming. I'm on SE's mailing list, and I talked to Todd, who is the head of SE, and he goes, I can't give you one. I go, dude, please. I, whatever. I need to. I need one of these. He's like, these are too limited. I cannot you, give you one. He you goes, know how what many? I, and each bike shop. Got one, like I said. I'm gonna and, wheelie and this. And I thing. went and I called this guy Craig at Menifee Bikes, mm. and he and he had one, and he saved it for me. Wow! And as soon as he got it, I went out there yesterday and picked it up. So what did you have to owe Craig? I didn't. I bought it.
1: I know, but but he probably had somebody who would pay more than what you did.
0: He's a Banks fan. Oh,
1: yeah. I knew there's a, t- a tie in there somehow.
0: So wow. Yeah.
1: Well. Thank you. I I don't know what to say. I, I Well, when uh, you're
0: cruising around your block on Fourth of I'm, July, I'm going to be cruising and, around my and block, and you're the coolest kid there. Yeah. Just please don't get it stolen. That's all I ask. Don't get it stolen. And oh don't no. sell
1: it. I don't. I don't. I don't take bikes anywhere where they get stolen. Okay. My all butt. Right. My butt will sit on this uh, lovingly, and uh, I will be at one with
0: the big ripper. Twenty nine inch. You'll fit on it. No problem. Oh yeah. I'll be
1: fine. Tra- oh hey wait, lightning. Yes sir. Uh, where's uh, where's my horn? Does that does it
0: have a horn? A horn? Yeah. I mean, like a honk, honk, yeah, yeah, honk. So people get out of my way on my I, big horn. No, ripper. you can spend the $5 on oh, your own horn. Okay. Well, how about a bell? Does it have a bell? So people I, know what no, I'm coming? No, again, you can, you can, if you want a basket or a bell. No basket? N- no.
1: What kind of bike is it's this? a big
0: ripper. I mean, that's. Don't defoul a big ripper with a bell or horn. But, but. I'm going to take it back. I'm old and I need function now. I'm going to take it back. It can't just be about looks. <sighs> oh, God damn it. The truck show
3: the truck show, the truck show, the truck show, whoa, whoa! whoa it's the whoa, truck show whoa, whoa, with your hosts Lightning and Holman. You
0: destroyed, <laughs> you destroyed the jingle. I don't care about the podcast right now. Nobody
1: cares about the podcast. I, right I figured either.
0: you'd be like a uh, a kid
1: on Christmas morning. But the th- the problem is is that we have this in the door to the studios open, it opens up into Motor Trends uh The massive Photo Cove. Yeah. It's all painted white and it has like, you know, the sides are rounded up in the corners. That would be the perfect place to go ride this right now.
0: Because it's like a freaking half pipe. Exactly. In there. Yeah. But it's
1: it's not assembled. So maybe uh, you finish the show, I'll work on this and then I'll go ride in
0: the photo co for a while. I don't really want to do the show by myself. It's been a
1: long time since I was on a BMX style bike.
0: I, I don't know. Well what this I'm is do. a cruiser. It's a twenty nine inch. It's it's made perfect. to cruise. Yeah, yeah, but I can wheelie it. And it's geared really high so you can go fast with not a whole lot of energy.
1: Oh, I need that. I yes. need, yeah. Was that an extra option? No. Nope. Okay. That's the way they made it. Because they know old guys like it's, us. It's,
0: this is for an old guy. So yeah. this
1: is basically uh, a nostalgia bike. It's, it's part like of their-
0: It's like BMX. It's part of their retro series, yes. SE has a retro yes. series, yeah. And SE makes some very cool bikes. And the they started doing-
1: like a big, big deal. It
0: is a big deal. So my neighbor down the street
1: works for Vans. I'm putting on my checkered Vans when I get home, assembling this, and riding up and down the street by his house. He's going to go like, where'd
0: you get that? I know he is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that could have been any better on this would be those rad plastic wheels. No, those plastic just look wheels. cool.
0: Dude, you have white spokes no. going into black rims. I know. Going to, no, going it's Tires, And I have checkers on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. All right, so uh, do you want to talk Maverick?
1: Uh, yeah, do you want to go ahead and do the interview, uh, and then I'll, I'll be
0: over here a little bit. All right, let's dial up Mr. Kenneth McKay. The man
1: who's bringing back the mini truck.
0: Yes. Hello. Hello, is this Mr. Kenneth McKay? It's Lightning at Home and Truck What's Show Podcast. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's Good? going on, man?
4: Uh, sitting here in Texas.
0: <laughs> We're excited to talk shop. So uh, we've got a quick intro. Don't move.
2: What's in the okay. shop? What's in the shop?
0: Is this the first time that we played our Shop Talk intro? I don't,
1: I don't think so, no. Have we played it before? Yeah, we played it before. We just haven't played it to a hardcore mini trucker. I don't know. Are we embarrassed of that one? <laughs> I don't
0: I think, think he has that on his MP3 player. No, he doesn't. Or, or a CD. An MP3 player? No one's got those anymore. This or all your on iPhone.
1: Or on his, re- his vinyl.
0: <laughs> he's playing vinyl. Is he, <laughs> he
1: might. Is he straight at it. He's 89? old school. Is he's a
0: mini trucker, dude. He has like tribal graphics on a Maverick. He's got style. I Come know. on. So, what you guys don't know is that uh, there was there was mad press coming out of uh, Lone Star Throwdown, where Kenneth debuted. He, I don't know if that was your debut, but you had out uh, your Ford Maverick. Is that a twenty one or twenty two? Your Maverick. Twenty two Maverick. A twenty two Maverick. And, and is yours the hybrid or is it the uh, turbo four?
4: Mine's a turbo four front wheel drive. Uh, I did the front wheel drive eco just because I don't the the hybrid just didn't interest me, and the front wheel drive seemed easier to bag without dealing with the uh, rear drivetrain.
1: Oh, okay. Well, that's super smart because most guys would be like, "Oh, front wheel drive, blah blah blah." But when the Maverick came out, I I'll tell you right now. So my day job is I work for Motor Trend, and I okay. wanted to hate it. I, that's, I uh, that's Holman speaking. I was I was like. That's just gonna be a small Honda Ridge line. And I wanted to be, you know, just crap all over it. And then I spent time with one and drove one and I went, I'm sorry, this is actually rad. And uh, then we started seeing the renderings come out. So when I saw online photos of your Maverick, I'm like, yes! Yes, <laughs> yes, and it's
4: I, so rad. It's just the opposite, man. I saw the article for Maverick last July. I was drinking a beer, eating lunch, and I saw immediately a mini truck in my head. And I was like, Man, I, I got online and ordered one immediately and called my wife. Is like, Hey, we got a 10th vehicle coming home
1: today. You know, <laughs> quarter, so. Wait, wait, a 10th <laughs> vehicle? It, so. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, it's funny because you know, we've had this conversation before. What makes the Maverick rad is that it's super affordable. Right, it's already built on a pretty good platform, which is the off the Broncos Sport and uh, um, and the Escape. It's a great looking little trucklet, and it's actually got decent room inside. But the thing that makes it different is a lot of trucks. They're expensive. They're made to be expensive. They're made to be heavy duty with a frame and all that kind of stuff. And then they decontent them to make them affordable. The Maverick was supposed to be a cheap truck from the beginning. So when you get into it, it doesn't feel like it should be a more expensive vehicle that was made cheap. It just feels like a rad, affordable vehicle. Like the way the interior is with like the cool plastics and the faceted kind of like shapes in there. And like they had fun with it. And you get into it and you're like, this thing's cool. I bought the base
4: of base, man. Only upgrade I did was the EcoBoost motor because I had it, every intentions of tearing the seats out of it, the door panels out of it. Everything has been. This truck was disassembled with seventy miles on it, I believe. Yeah, good man, good man. My wife thought I was insane when I took a sawzall to the roof of it and cut the roof out for a no! record. No, wait,
0: what? No. Why did you? Okay, so we need to talk about the plan. So you're <laughs> you're having a beard, you're eating lunch, whatever you're doing, and you see you see the truck. You're choking on your po' boy, and then you're like, I'm gonna order one. Right. Oh, you yep. weren't at, but
1: you weren't were you at Whataburger, whoa, 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 you? Uh, were
0: you? Please tell us you weren't <laughs> at Whataburger. <laughs>
4: no. Okay. But uh, I've always customized every new vehicle that comes out. I had a 2020 20 Chevy 3500, when they came out, they didn't make a lower kit. We slammed it on the ground, put 24s on it. And I oh, it my man, you're my
0: hero. So, you're my hero. Uh,
4: I've got an OBS dually in the driveway that's on oh. 22 that's it's as high as my Maverick. They're equal height, both laid out on 22. How do we not that's, know you?
0: You're, you're our
1: friend. I, I, we're, 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 got, dude, you're a brother got, from another mother. That's right. You're our, our soul brother. I got that's a so Nissan rad. hard body with the dancing bed. Oh, <laughs> <no>! yeah. <laughs> what? Please tell me no you have something way. with a walkthrough and, like, 15s, too. That just that's man, like a cherry I top. I do not have
4: a walkthrough at the moment. I have oh, a body no. truck built across town right now, but the Nissan hard body lowered on 16s, Phantom grill, dance in bed. I don't know why I bought it. Had to
1: because it it's rad. Oh, that's why you that's bought so it, and you have good taste. That's awesome. Okay, did you <laughs> – so when somebody walks up to you and they and they see the Maverick and it's laid out, and they're like, dude, you lay in frame? You're like, no, man, I'm laying in well, you know unibody. Is that man, how the conversation I'm, goes? <laughs>
4: From laying by my wheel choice. When I first bought this truck, I already had I bought a body drop Toyota for some twenty two inch bond speeds that were on it. I had on drilled to fit five on one oh eight. And the day I bought the truck, I slapped them on and they stuck out an inch on each side. And I was like, Well, back to the drawing board. So I took the truck to my buddy's shop, we tore it apart. I found some twenty twos that were wheel Crow's offered. They gave them to me for a discount, threw them on there for the first two months. We tore it apart October eleventh and I debuted it December third complete interior oh color, graphics on the hood full and uh, full stereo done and then since then we've been adding to it we did full paint changed the wheels out again and it's probably going to get changed again after many nats all
1: right if there's people who are listening right now and they want to go see it what's your instagram uh, sh- dude don't ask me that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> how do
4: we, how do we find and, it like, how do you... I, I literally have it on every custom maverick page and facebook but i just share the stuff to instagram because i really am instagram stupid i just don't
0: understand all right that's fair the, the okay page. we just want people to find you all right so i need you to rewind the clock and tell us about the build i'm always curious holman knows that i'm obsessed every with- one of my high
4: school friends everybody i grew up with i'm in a small town east of east of dallas and all of my friends are own either a custom paint and body shop an interior shop another one owns has access to the wheels and tires another friend did the whole stereo build for you're me you're just collecting so-
1: favors left and right you're like Hey, Billy well, Bob, remember favorite. that time that I pulled you
4: out of a ditch? I need you to paint my Maverick. Well, no, I'm high school buddy. did. He had a couple mini truck features back in the day. I drug him out of retirement, and I sat up there and babysitted, and we sat there and painted the truck. We did the hood <laughs> and the Love it the first show, and then we spent 11 days adding travels down the side about six weeks ago.
0: Dude. That's so rad. So who did you get to bag it? I did it. I called every
4: – because the State Fair of Texas, I never got to see a Maverick, so the State Fair of Texas came – mid-September and all my buddies, I paid their admission and bought their beer. We went to a state fair Texas with our cell phones and a tape measure and climbed underneath the display model and took pictures of the suspension. And I emailed it to every airbag company out there and chassis tech, which some people talk trash about, I've had zero issues with them. They took the challenge. They said, we'll have this kit to you in six weeks. I got my truck five days later. I got my air ride kit. Holy crap. My wife and I go to SEMA every year. So I wanted my truck completely color matched in on air ride before I left for SEMA and we left for SEMA Monday and I was posting pictures Sunday of my truck done. And when I got to SEMA, I started talking to every air ride company showing on my truck and they're like, yeah, we've already seen pictures of this. It's everywhere.
1: Dude, how does it feel to blow up the internet? That wasn't my
4: goal. My goal was just to get the first one done. I just, it just seemed like something I wanted to do. And I never built full show vehicles. I just always build stuff to drive. Like with 2019 Chevy came out, I bought one loaded on 24 inch billets. We flamed it front to back and that was my shop truck. You know, I always customize stuff, but I, this year I just wanted to build something just to show because I haven't shown in so long. My wife and I go to shows, but we never actually shown, so that's what I built the truck for. What do you do? What's the day job? Uh, buy motorcycles for a living, so I own about a dozen motorcycles at any given time.
0: And are these uh, vintage or, or crotch no,
4: or rockets? I mean, what? Well, I mean, when I say vintage, I have like a 98 Ducati 916 with no miles on it, I have a that's rad. KTR a KTM RC eight. I got a street, uh, a street glide customized. I've got the KTM RC eight
0: is my favorite bike that has ever been made. That is is my old, my my God, that dude, that's the Lamborghini of motorcycles. That is the freaking,
4: that's special. It is the craziest street bike that's ever made as far as looks go.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's it's a, it's an Aventador of street bikes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I I love it. i I had a pair of them last year and I let the, the, the white and orange one go and I kept the solid orange one because it was low mileage and flawless. Yeah, and great. then i got a
1: beautiful beautiful Scotty
4: bike. super supermoto, uh, a grom a z125 dude,
1: they got groms a are rad oh my god dude i want to get my buddies all together and get them on groms and
0: monkeys and just like like joust or something with like schedule 40 pvc pipe. If, if we if i hit the lottery the first thing i'm doing is buying everyone groms and holman and i are going to uh, come to motor back, trend and record a okay, podcast out, with groms when
4: out, <laughs> yeah when they first came out they weren't popular my daughter turned 14 i drove up to oklahoma with a trailer, and I bought every Grom a uh, Honda dealership had over. We bought eight of them for $2,400 a piece out the door. Oh, God! Are you
2: kidding <laughs> I me? bought the, the, one you, on the
4: hand. I said, I said, What colors you got? And I said, I don't I, I didn't care what color. I just I said, Get them all ready, and I'll come up here. And I wrote a check for all of them and brought them back, and all my friends yeah! got Yeah.
1: I thought I got a Grom. Dude, I just want to have like a Grom biker gang.
0: I think that would oh, be a so rad. rat. You, well,
4: you get killed trying to ride one. My brother rides the one I gave him all the f-ing time. I mean, he rides it every day because gas prices awesome. are expensive. No, no, so.
0: you don't understand this, Holman. There is one in Long Beach. There's a Grom gang. A like all dudes <laughs> in their like late 20s. I do
1: understand. I want to be <laughs> yeah. a part of it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I I used to have a cafe sportster and a badass Buell XB. Like yeah. I, I love and miss those bikes, but damn it, I would I would hop on a Grom yesterday if there's one presented in front of me. Did you like the Buell? I, I loved my Buell. So so here's what happened. I bought the first year of the rubber mounted sporty and I was working for Truck and Magazine at the time and uh, Hot Rod Bikes was our sister pub. And Howard Kelly, who's still a friend of mine, was uh, the editorial director on the bike side and ran Hot Bikes. And so I had the guys from Hot Bike and Hot Rod Bike hook me up. And so we t- went to Nolan Racing, turned it into a 1250 Stage 3, 42 uh, millimeter Makuni on it, and it was super rad. And I put clip-ons and I put rear sets on it. I did it cafe style. We had a super trap on it. It was, it was super cool. And I would ride that bike. And we went to tune it and put it on the dyno, and it was the best worst engine death ever. So we get it up on the dyno, it goes, and a big (laughs) puff of gas came out of the carb, and we all looked at each other. And then when we went to restart it and hit the uh, starter, it just went, so the keyway on uh, on the oil pump sheared and then just caused everything to hit each other. So that sucked. But we ended up getting like, 103 to the wheel on the – and I had 1,200 S suspension from a non-rubber sporty on there. We ended up doing – I think it was 103 to the wheel on the second engine build. It was rad. Um, But then I realized I wanted a bike with the same lumpy V-twin that had a crazy flat torque curve because I didn't feel like killing myself on a rice rocket. But Uh I loved the way the Buell looked. And it basically had the exact same torque curve as my Ranger truck. And – Dude, it was everything I loved about my Sporty except it braked and it handled. So it was rad. I would take it up to Angeles Crest. I would do ride the pace all day long. And there was nothing better than dragging knee or or pegs riding the pace in third gear, like 60 miles an hour. Dude on a Ducati passes me dragging everything, you know, like foot off his bike, kind of dragging, you know, and he's on the inside. I don't care. I'm going 60 miles an hour in third gear. 30- it's funny. You were driving
0: that as I had a GSXR 750.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't care about going fast. I just love the technique of riding, and I, I love my Buell. So.
4: I bought one from auction years ago. had such great expectations for it, and I got home and rode it, and I was like,
1: this is disappointing. <laughs> well, the wheelbase is so short on them, it's like you have to be the right size for it, otherwise you look like a monkey who's humping a bike. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big
4: guy. I'm, I'm 6'4", 300. Oh, pounds, dude, so. it's not a,
1: yeah, that's not a bike for you. No. 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 I used Most to joke.
4: Aren't me. <laughs> I had an
1: XB City Cross, so it had midsets on it, and it had handlebars. So I used to joke that my sport bike had handlebars and my uh, cruiser had clip ons, and uh, everybody thought that was pretty funny. So, anyway, I did it wrong, but I, I love
0: those bikes. Well, how, what's the sport bike or what's the, the, the bike scene in, in Texas like?
4: It's popular, I mean, because, I mean, I, I do a lot of wreck uh, bikes and rebuild and part out and stuff like that, and so there's always kids buying bikes, you know, so especially, like I said, it's it's not as good as Florida year-round, but we've got r- r- riding weather for quite a while, you know.
0: Getting back to this uh, this Maverick, are there plans to mod it more, or is it done? Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
4: I'm, I'm trying to leave it as is. I've got a set of 20s I bought the other day. I'm going to test fit to see how I like it going from 22s to 20s, because I really want to get it down the extra two inches to get it to lay. and yeah. Uh, So that's the next goal. The 22 that are on there now, I happen to find a set on Facebook that were off of uh, Jaguar. They bolted up their 22-11s in the rear and 22-10s up front, and it looks real aggressive. But you know, they're hitting my fenders. I mean, I can't go any lower with it. I, I can see just a little bit of daylight underneath there, and that's bothering me. So, I've already <laughs> cut raised the towers on the front. It's not a big deal to cut them out again and move them up a little more. <laughs> so, and so,
0: why why can't you just go into the wheel wells? I mean, why can't you just, just carve I'm uh,
4: Not with the current wheels, I can't. The current wheels are, I literally have a 2211 with a two ninety five twenty five in the rear. It is the edge of fender, and I had to trim out plastic in the inside to get it to clear. But it looks super cool, and I, I was going to leave it like that until many nats, and then we're going to do a bed cut with 412s, uh, change a few things on it, probably add some more paint to it and different wheels. I want them to do billets, but no, every company is just so far out. Yeah,
1: it's yep. crazy right now. Yeah, our
0: friends at Wheel Pros are out almost a year.
1: I, I was going to tell Lightning here that uh, you got to remember, it's not a body-on-frame truck, right? It's unibody, so the top of yeah. that bed is all structure. So it's not like you and, can take it in the bed and a, hack it away.
4: Yeah, there's a guy in the, in Arkansas. He was the first one to lower his like. It, that's the only reason I was kind of in a rush to get mine done because his was floating all over the internet about a week before I got all my stuff done.
5: Oh. <laughs> and,
4: but since then, is a black one that's on the If you Google custom Maverick, or lowered Maverick, his pops up, and uh, that 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 guy's man. He's hacked the, the the that truck like he's gonna lay it out on 22s. like the hot rod Mississippi or MS or whatever it is. They built a beautiful blue one. And it lays on 18s and 20s, and the only thing I say about it is, is the wheels are too small for it. But it's, yeah, it it's, looks it's weird. Look, yeah, but it, I think if they did 20s all the way around, it would look perfect. But uh, that's not only complaint about that truck. Other than that, but Adam, man, he's cut his fenders. He's he's actually cut a line in the bed to make it look like the bed is separate from the cab. I mean, he's doing some work on it, but he's building it for SEMA, so it's going to be you know eight, nine, ten month build. Yeah,
1: gotcha. there, there's there's a few that are starting to get out there, and there's a few renderings out there. And I, I, I'm not going to lie. I followed the renderings, and yours was the very first one that I saw that was actually done. And I'm like, i got to reach out to this I, guy. I told Lightning, I to go, I'm to calling him. A, I've never
4: understood the point of a rendering. I mean, all the renderings were drawing deep dish billet wheels on these trucks,
0: which will totally. never happen in a yeah.
1: room. Yeah, they all have to be super positive offset because there's no Man, way that you can get the somebody, wheels. Wait, wait, wait. wait why,
0: can't you, why can't you shorten the axle and then just tub it? You can't shorten
1: the axle. It's a it's, – that's – it's a – Front wheel drive car. Yeah, they're, uh, you oh can, god, I forgot it's a freaking front, front drive, wheel drive. Yeah. yeah, you've got your transaxle and stuff there.
4: Hard. There's just no real estate left. I mean, there, there's literally no room underneath there to narrow anything. That hot rod uh, shop they built an upper, uh, some kind of upper arm for theirs, and I'm not sure how exactly that works, but even then, that, that's kind of sketchy. Mine, mine's on air struts, and then I cut the strut, to upper strut tower mounts, and I moved them up three and a half inches, and I'm probably going to cut them again before it's all said and done.
0: How does it drive?
4: Drive's perfect. I could drive that thing about an inch and a half above the tires. And my wife and I were running to a car show Sunday afternoon, about an hour from my house, running late. And we are doing 105 all the way there. And it's <laughs> the look you get that bright color thing going down the road. And uh, when we were at LST, uh, there's a shop down there. Uh, they're building an exhaust and an intake for mine. And they let me drive their shop truck. Holy crap, that thing had over 300 horsepower. It was so much more fun
1: than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you can do that with a tune. That little uh, two yeah. liter four cylinder.
4: There's was tuned with the intake and exhaust. Oh, and, yeah. Man, they're, they're building me one. I'm like, I'm really excited for that because, I mean, if that thing had 105, you don't feel like you're doing that, but it's doing it.
1: So, what did you, when you saw the Maverick, okay, you're sitting there sipping on your Dr. Pepper or your beer and, and you see this thing. Did you know it was coming, and, or did you just see it, and you went, I have to do something with that? Like, what was the draw to it? Make mini trucks anymore. That is the yeah. smallest
4: truck. The new Ford Ranger is not an not a unattractive truck. It is a mid-sized to almost full-size oh, there, truck. There's 30, nothing mini. Grand. Yeah, 100%. I 21000 and some change out the door. And I'm not saying that's cheap, but I don't feel bad about cutting up a $21,000 truck. The first show I took it to, some guy offered me $45,000 for it, and I turned it down because I only had 79 wow.
0: miles on it. Oh, my God. You could have made some cash. I I
1: so how many how many people have reached out to you who either have Mavericks or been inspired and they're like, dude, I'll pay you to do this to mine. Like, do they realize that you, you don't own a shop?
4: I'm part of every one of those pages. I've posted pictures of every aspect of the build and that anybody that messaged me or whatever, I'll give them my phone number. We'll call and talk and I try to point them in the right direction. And they, even, like I said, the guy in Arkansas who's building one, I became friends with him. The, the Maverick community is like really tight knit, like, you'll have very few people talk about builds. whether somebody's putting a two inch lift on it or whatnot. Everybody's just kind of excited about this little truck.
1: Yeah. I think because they're so affordable and you're right, they're the right size. And I know a lot of people kind of bitch that, oh, there's no more mini trucks. Well, that's because of the cafe standards for fuel economy. And, And the reality is, is that the way cafe is figured out by footprint and how much space a vehicle takes up, that's one of the reasons you can really only have a Maverick in a um you know, super cab. You can't do it in a regular cab. And Man,
4: I, I literally posted a picture yesterday of my my OBS Dooley. I put new twenty twos on it yesterday, laid out next to my Maverick and they're the same height.
1: I dude, I love that. I love hearing that. It's it's rad. I'm I'm glad Ford did it and you know I get I get why they use the, the platform. I get why they did it. Again, as a traditional truck guy, I was like, I don't know. I wanted to, I wanted to hate it and be angry and I just can't do it. I actually really like it. When I saw yours, like we're big fans of mini truck. I, I work for Truck and Magazine for a long time in the 2000s and like went into all the shows and Heatwave and Showfest and all that kind of stuff. So that has stuck with me for a very long time. And so now I'm starting to see whether it's people who are finding old mini trucks, like these Nissans for like bring a trailer I, 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 or I,
4: Craigslist. I, I traded a bodied uh, Space Cab Azuzu to my stereo guy for doing the truck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> I awesome. I gave
4: a bodied yeah, which I was really sad about, but since then, he's put a wall with ten twelves in it, so it's really nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Kenneth, go back a minute. What what was your first Mini?
4: My first Mini was a Ranger when I was 16 years old, my dad bought me a Ranger, and he's like, do not lower that truck, and two weeks later, I come home, it's lowered, and then <laughs> <laughs> lower and lower, and then he's like, man, uh, is there any way we could raise that thing up? And this is like 98. I'm 43 years old, and I was like, man, they got this new thing out called airbags. It'll raise the truck up, so he gave me his credit card. I ordered them to <laughs> put them on there, and he— a week later that truck is on the damn ground. I said, Well yeah, it lifts up too
1: though. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's awesome. Nice so, father. F- I'm 44. And in ninety-eight, yeah. I had my I bought my first ranger, but it was a four by four. I had a splash, black ninety-four splash, uh extended cab with the uh sport bucket seats, and I had a four liter with the uh, A four L D auto in it, and uh the push button four wheel drive. It was pretty cool back then.
4: Mine was a ninety one and I got it in ninety four square body the same, I'm uh, my, the same guy that painted this truck. Painted that Ranger Smart Blue for me,
1: dude. That's and rad. They have those relationships for that long, and to have yeah. have guys that you roll with to do builds on. I, I I bet you know just the feels part of it. You know the nostalgia. I bet it was fun working with your buddies again and doing. Well, something
4: that, like that. But everybody's like, how did you get that done so fast? I'm like, because my friends did it. Everybody helped me. Like I, I can do some stuff, but I can't I can't paint. I I won the paint job this on there now. I did. Some of the pinstriping, some of the airbrushing, and I did the texture and the travels. But my buddy was there helping, you know, like he, yeah. he wouldn't let me. mess. I was just helping so he wasn't stuck there doing it by himself. And then I don't do stereo stuff, you know. Like I, I let professionals do that because I don't need an electrical fire.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: And then, like I said, interior, I wish I knew how to stitch diamond stitch seats, but I don't. So
0: <laughs> Now, did you do – I didn't see the inside. Did you remove the headrest? Did you stitch the uh, – no, go I, over the dash, had things had like that?
4: Or blue leather with the uh, light gray inserts, diamond stitch. Console matches. We dyed the top half of the interior from light gray to charcoal suede headliner, suede armrest. Uh, the door panels have been cut out. There's custom built pods, so it's got two six and a half inch components with behind plexiglass that light up blue for the front doors. And then the rear doors didn't have speakers, so we cut and made the matching pods for the rear doors with six and a half inch components, and they light up blue to match the underglow.
0: Uh, two questions: Does the truck have a name? And what's what's all in? What what do you think you have into this? I got thirty-seven-ish in it. That's nothing. No,
4: like I I said, it's a and friend pricing and stuff like that. And most people couldn't have got it done that fast, and for the price I got it done. And I really do appreciate all my friends out and
1: build it. So, hey, do you want to give a shout out to your friends' businesses? Yes, sir. North Texas All
4: Terrain, North Texas Audio Innovations, and Buster's Automotive painted it.
0: Did you give it a name? Does it have a, a nickname?
4: It doesn't, man. I just I tried to uh, do a personalized license plate. They said to Texas and they denied it. I put "broke ass" on there, <laughs> and they they took two weeks and they caught it and then they denied it. So now I just went with one low Mav on the license plate just because it's funny.
0: Okay,
1: I would have gone so, with Top Gun just because it was a Maverick. But there's a lot of people in the,
4: the they're doing that or the goose on there or something <laughs> like that. No, like I said, I don't hate on anybody's preferences. I just wanted something that you know. Stuck out, you know, stuck out on the, you know, when you take
1: pictures of the truck. I would, I would have called it the Maverad or the, the Maverad the, or the Raderick. Or the
0: <laughs> no, Maverad's better. Maverad's rad. Hey, Kenneth, being in the scene, so two questions for you. Are you at a club?
4: Yes, I'm in uh, Acrophobia.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, what what do you think the future is of, of mini trucking?
4: I think it's coming back strong, man. That's Like I said, I was really, I went to Daytona for a show in January and then we did lst the first show we went to was uh, turkey drag in december we're going to mini mats battle Alabama, and but every show i go to it just seems like there's a big mini truck comeback you know a lot of people our age are you know now have money to spend and they want to relive their youth and if you if you race bmx when you're a kid or rode skateboards, you look at the price of 80s and 90s bmx and skateboards the price is through the roof
0: yeah I, so just, I just I just sold a GT. People, the people
4: that are our age want something to relive their youth, and they're yeah, sure. to kids.
0: Dude, I killed it. I had a '95 GT that I got brand new, and apparently it was. I looked at the van, cross-referenced it, and it was the last one, last uh, group of them that was made in Santa Ana, California, at GT. And I had had it since '95, and I sold it for seventeen fifty. I probably could have yeah, got a lot more, um, but the guy was super I, rad, tattoo artist up in the Bay Area, and yeah, my, that, my wife
4: thought I was insane last year. I bought a. 84, 85 California mongoose off Facebook for twelve hundred bucks. Blue tires, blue a oh, real
0: boat. mongoose, yeah,
4: yeah. And it came in, and she thought I was insane. I paid twelve hundred dollars shipped Side unseen when it came in, I put it on eBay. So for twenty one hundred, the next week.
1: Oh, I'm not surprised, dude. All that, stuff, uh, especially the legit stuff that was made in California before a lot of those companies got bought out, is like yeah. it's all
0: yeah, it all went Chinese. And yeah. If it was here, yeah. If you got one stamp serial, that's 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 super cool. Well, I was curious about your your take on the on the mini scene, just because will we see it. Return to the youth, or is it just going to be guys doing it for nostalgia's sake?
4: I don't know, man, because like I said, kids love my truck. But again, again my travels look like a cartoon drawing going down the side of the truck, and that's just, again, my painter's style. But I hope so. I mean, they are definitely a lot more 40-somethings at the car show than younger kids, but I mean, Dude, it's going to catch on.
1: I, I think I think so, because I think what's happening is you're going to inspire a bunch of kids who never were exposed to it. And seeing the Maverick and an affordable truck. Like, my my oldest is 14. She's going to be 15 in July. Like, at our age, like, we are the ones passing the torch, and all those kids are starting to become a driving age. And I think guys like you who are out kind of uh, pushing the limits to uh, remind people where we came from, the next generation is going to be paying attention. I think it's rad.
4: the the bagged OBSs and C10s and stuff like that, that's still transferring over to younger ages. So I would assume that many trucks are too, just because like I said, fuel prices the way they are, people are going to want to drive something more, uh, more economical.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kenneth, if you're going to be showing your truck a lot, July 15th through 17th, at t Stadium in Arlington. Uh, I, actually, I
4: actually talked to the guy from KEG. They're actually going to display my truck in the main area there because they're giving away a Maverick, and oh, they sweet. came up to me to talked about it, and they're going to give us VIP passes. And That's so bitching. Yes, yeah, su- right
0: summer trucking nationals. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah July there. 15 through 17 at uh, at t Stadium in uh, Arlington. So I'll be there. I'm going to try and drag Holman out there with me as well. So, yeah, cool. lo- love to see it. Can't wait to see it in person. Appreciate it, guys.
1: Right awesome. on, man. We uh, we appreciate you making the time because I know uh, it was like I I think I found you on Facebook and I'm like, hi, I'm with the podcast. Do you want to be on it about your Maverick? And you're like, sure. Was like, well, but really cool. People
4: are like, how do you listen? I'm like, I don't know. I'm like old. I don't listen to podcasts. So I don't
1: know. <laughs> we'll send you a link and then uh, when you're on, I gotta just push the link and then you'll you'll hear the magic uh, come into your ear holes. Um, <laughs> no, no. But yeah, we had a, a couple of our, our <laughs> oh. social guys came out from Hot Rod. We're at a LST and they they're like, dude, we saw the Maverick and it's like. I need to find that guy, but I had to, I, I literally stalked you and then I found you. So thank you.
4: Funny is I didn't think I was going to get anything at uh, LST because there are so many quality trucks there and my club, since I'm not full logo, they buried me in the back of the the, the lot and my wife and I got out there and kept cruising around and stuff and getting some attention and I left the show. I didn't even stay for the awards and I got a top 10 mini at LST and I was like, I, I didn't expect it. I really hey, didn't. There you it's go. just a quality of vehicles there, but this mm-hmm. truck has one. At every single show. I even took it to the Dallas Autorama, which it was the only weird it was only mini truck and there's the only thing that looked like that there. And I beat out custom C tens there.
1: That's the thing, is like people just want to see different and uh and I think you've uh you've piqued their interest.
0: Dude, yeah. I gotta say that uh Kenneth is uh all star in our book, like hero status. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Like I said, it's funny because people still don't know what the truck is, and then they're trying to figure out what it is, and then what the hell I did to it.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not just not just for the Maverick, for like your entire line of trucks, like your yeah. history, yeah, your stick to itiveness. hold on,
1: you, hold on. We got to ask him the number one question then.
0: Oh, you're trying Whataburger versus In and Out.
4: Uh, man, I went to Waterburger Whataburger the other day in the Maverick, and everybody in the drive-thru was freaking out. All the employees came to the window to check it out, and then I came home with my Mushroom Swiss burger. It was supposed to be a double, and it had three pieces of meat on that damn thing. I was like, I can't even eat this.
1: See, that's <laughs> the thing. You, Everybody in the drive-thru can be like, that's the truck ever. It does not make their food any better. Nope. <laughs> so so have you had
0: in and out
4: Yeah, I, I have. it Here in Texas, There's in the closest In-N-Out is about 30 minutes from me.
0: So the answer so is that, yes or no. You have or have not had a double-double. Yeah, I've
4: had In-N-Out. I have had in and out i, I do not dislike it. It's just, again, it's not convenient for me to go get. I don't really eat a whole lot of fast food hamburgers. I try not to.
1: All right. Fair enough. I'm going to go ahead and chalk this up to In-N-Out's better. Yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kenneth. Uh, really appreciate you carving out the time for us because uh, you've been uh, on our radar for a little while now. So Kenneth McKay, uh, our new friend in Texas with the uh, slammed
4: cool. Ford Maverick. Cool. I'll see you all in July. I appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. All right, brother. Have see a good
1: one. Thank you. Bye.
0: All right, Senor Holman, how are you feeling about some truck news? We got so much news. What's new, in we need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know.
3: Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks?
0: Ah! Oh, damn! That red line. That was that felt good. Yeah, that was a good one. Thank well, you for contributing very good. to that. Yes. All right, uh, uh, what you got? Got a uh, a slew of stories here. No, I haven't heard. Oh, I,
1: okay. Well, I, we, then we can move. Uh, we can move right. No, on. no, no. you have to ask? Please. Oh, okay. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No,
0: mm, I don't think so. No, uh, this is official, as uh, reported by Carbuzz, The uh, Dodge Carbuzz sounds shady.
1: No, that's a real Car Buzz yeah, is a real absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Dodge is replacing the Hellcat with an 800 horsepower hydrogen powered. Hydra engine. That's right. Wait, so repeat that, Holman? They're, they're replacing it with a what? So the 702-horsepower Hellcat is gone. The 800-horsepower hydrogen-powered Hydra is in. According to the article, man- manufacturers are currently undergoing a seismic shift in the way that they engineer cars. And so uh, Detroit-based automakers found a way uh, around the forthcoming uh, ban on gasoline-burning vehicles. Uh, and has announced plans for an 800-horsepower hydrogen combustion muscle car that will replace the Hellcat, the automaker's lineup, to be called the SRT Hydra, and I'm sure we can expect that engine to show up in the trucks as well. According to uh, spokesperson Ivan Tabrockfrey, the Hydra represents the next evolution of the muscle car without compromising our brand integrity. He is the uh, director of muscle car development at Dodge. Uh, The Hydra name is symbolic for us. While legislation may have cut the head off of our ice-powered muscle cars, two more will grow back in its place. Muscle cars won't go down that easily. And, I like their uh, attitude. Yeah, the story uh, mm. continues that the second head that free references is uh, electrification. He says, we'll admit that the announcement of the electric muscle car lineup was a knee-jerk reaction to the incoming legislation, but our engineers have been working hard to create a combustion engine that burns cleanly while still delivering the aural delight and emotional connection to muscle cars that our loyal supporters expect. So uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see uh, how hmm. soon it will be until that uh, the Hydra makes it into a truck platform. That's
0: weird, because Hydra is also the... Those are the bad guys on, that mo- on the uh, Avengers series, isn't it? Uh,
1: sure, Lightning. Hmm. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I don't think so. Uh, GMC Sierra is uh, adding to its pro lineup. So if you're uh, familiar with the Carbon Pro bed, which is made out of carbon fiber, or the Multi-Pro tailgate, according to uh, GM authority, the Sierra Shower Pro... Is coming to the market as an accessory. <laughs> It'll be uh, bringing the shower to the pickup truck. Okay, great for overlanders and construction workers alike. Lightning, the Shower Pro. Don't know why you're are you're mocking this, uh, but the uh, the Shower Pro is the perfect accessory for your multi-pro tailgate. And also your Carbon Pro bed. Uh-huh. Where's it getting its uh, water supply? Uh, from a water tank, Lightning, as do most showers. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Shower Pro system is integrated into the GMC Sierra's bed and Pro tailgate with the MultiPro assist handle carrying water to a foldable and stowable... Shower system. There's your answer. If you would have just listened to the rest All of the
0: story. Right. You're saying uh, have patience,
1: Lightning. Have uh, patience. Or as my four-year-old says, Lightning, you need page-page. 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 I didn't know that was a thing. It is. Okay. Water is fed by integrated system drawing from a five-gallon water tank placed under the truck. An auxiliary heater is present to warm the water in the piping before it exits the shower head, delivering clean, warm water for the user to shower under. And uh, they even have a photo of the Shower Pro, and it's- uh, it's a uh, you know it sticks up out of the bed and then has a little shower head on it. So you yeah, like see said, that. Uh, again, it's perfect for painters and for construction workers and for overlanders. It's like something you'd find at Home Depot. Yeah, but now you don't have to. It's under warranty now. Mhm. Uh-huh. Hey, mm. uh, Lightning, did you hear? No! No! No, I did not. Also, according to GM authority, GM is introducing the Cadillac Escalade Ballerific with a Q edition. Ballerific. Ballerific. So uh, this is a uh, straight bling, is what you're saying. Uh, General Motors has pulled the sheets off the new Ballerific. It's a new trim for the latest uh, Escalade. It's supposed to be the ultimate in luxury. Following uh, Cadillac's latest naming convention with the IQ suffix, the Cadillac Escalade Ballerific. Uh, slots in at the top of- <laughs> Ballerific. Uh, yeah, well, I, I added that because I, I, I feel like, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Uh, the exterior is highlighted by a solid 24 karat gold grill. And gold pin striping that runs down the flanks, and then diamonds are mounted inside the headlight housings. They're pretty bong. Uh, this pretty sounds
0: similar. over the top.
1: I mean, it definitely sounds over the top. Mm. Do we have a price? Uh, it says that uh, all that front end flash complemented by a unique gold chain draped across the uh, front <laughs> fascia. And you can. Uh, it also comes with a wearable chain <laughs> that the, uh, the owner can match his vehicle with. Mm-hmm. It says the stance was dropped and mm-hmm. the uh, Cadillac-escalated Baller Rafiq uh, rides low <laughs> over a set of platinum-plated, get this, very odd, 25-inch wheels. <laughs> Try again! Uh, further platinum plating is added to the window surrounds and various uh-huh. trim bits, according to this article. Platinum. Absolutely. Platinum. So that's, that's the, uh, the Baller uh, Rafiq, Rafiq All right. as, I, uh, as I like to call it. All right. Hey, uh, Lightning, did you hear... How about new? No, I did not. I don't think. Sure. I'm not sure. No, until you read it. Uh, The 2023, according to Ford Authority, uh, Ford Maverick Top Gun Edition. Uh, is going Now, this is to the be... one you've
0: been waiting for.
1: Absolutely. And finally, Top Gun's coming. You uh, see, they just dropped it in the trailer, by the way. No, It looks awesome. How
0: This has been, been delayed know, what, like three years? years yeah, something like that. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: but I'm ready for it, though. Yeah. I hate Tom Cruise, but I'm ready for some Top Gun. Okay. Anyway, so is Ford. So the uh, 2023 Ford Maverick Top Gun Edition will be a high-output uh, tribute to the Top Gun uh, franchise and to Maverick himself. Um, according to Ford Authority, the Blue Oval's newest pickup, Has already been a solid hit uh, with women, millennials, and shoppers looking for a value-priced pickup, which I think is all true. And uh, mini-truckers alike. But it says, uh, but the automaker decided to develop a powerful range-topping version, and uh, one that will push the envelope, if you will. Enter the 2023 Ford Maverick Top Gun Edition... Performance pickup truck. The key to the uh, new model is the addition of the 2.3-liter EcoBoost uh, four-cylinder. Mm-hmm. Projected to put out 295 horsepower and 310 pound-feet of torque, up from,
0: I believe, 250 from the, the two-liter. Sure,
5: healthy. Um,
1: yeah, so fitting for a truck meant to evoke the uh,
0: spirit of flying a fighter jet. What do they do for uh, logos and things like that?
1: Uh, there's a Top Gun Maverick logo on, right on the tailgate there mm-hmm. from these photos. And uh, it, it'll have the Sport Ultra Mode uh, which is going to be uh, pretty exciting Rounding out the mechanical upgrades will be Sport Ultra uh, Tuned shocks and slightly lowered suspension To improve the pickup's drag coefficient Into something closer to a fighter jet Outside the uh, 2023 Ford Maverick Top Gun Edition uh, Gets exterior graphics on the tailgate as we said Special hood graphic And uh, it also has a special themed character line That runs the length of the pickup Code Orange joins the Maverick lineup for this model, and Forged Green can also be uh, ordered for this trim as well. Would you call it Forged Green? Forged Green. This is uh, the, one, the the photo they have is a gray color that kind of is the same gray as the F-14s okay. in the movie. so Forged
0: huh, I haven't heard that Yeah, that, there's some interesting
1: uh, quotes in here. It says, upon startup Maverick's famous, you can take that to the danger zone, suckers. Uh, That saying will play. It's a fun callback to the quotas uttered in the first movie. The dialogue cannot (laughs) be deactivated in any way, kind of like when Ford uh, adds engine sounds uh, to the Raptor. Mm -hmm. Uh, And any attempts to do so will void the warranty, said Spike Ravine, product communication uh, managers of uh, Ford South Dakota. (laughs) <laughs> By the way, Spike Ravine sounds awfully close to Mike Levine, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the quote goes on, I'm thrilled to see Top Gun make its way onto the Maverick and am delighted that fans will have the chance to drive one of these pickups soon, said actor Todd Bruce, who played the, uh, the pilot in the first movie and reprised his role for, the, uh, for 2022's Top Gun, more Maverick, uh, due in theaters this May. Additionally, all 23 Maverick Top Gun edition buyers will receive... VHS copies of both movies and a 10-year subscription to Paramore Plus, the company's recently launched streaming service. Uh, pricing hasn't been fully disclosed yet. Paramore but, Plus. Yes, but the mm. company reps say it, it'll start about 40000 and top out just under 70000 with dealer markup. I added that, by the way, because I just heard from one of our listeners today who told me that his dealer is only willing to place an order for Maverick uh, if the markup would be around $50,000 total for the base model. What? Yeah, because they're in so so high demand. That's up from, what, 30-what? No, no, no. Uh, 19. What? Basically, low 20s with tax and destination and all that. That's what? Insane, I know. I know. So, uh, anyway. uh, This place blows. (laughs) Yeah, well. uh, Anyway. uh, That's what he's saying about the dealership, for sure. The final quote comes from Ford CEO Tim Barley who says, I'm so happy we were Tim able to Barley. reach an agreement. Huh. Sounds uh, uh, oddly familiar. Uh, maybe he's a close uh, relative of uh, Jim, Jim Farley. Farley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, I've seen Maverick overcome his personal demons to defeat the Klingons over the South Pacific. As X-Wing fighter was such a cool experience back in 86. I can't wait to see what happens in the sequel. X-Wing fighter? <laughs> According to, uh, again, <laughs> Tim Barley, CEO of Ford. Uh-huh. Uh, as you might uh, know, that uh, this is really just a roundup of uh, many of the April Fool's truck stories that uh, rounded out uh, this last week in truck news. You don't say. You don't were say. Were any of the I think the Hydra was believable. No, it was a little bit. I yes. had a listener send that to me. and says, "What do you know? What do you know?" And I just <laughs> smiled. And then he writes back a little while later. He goes. Oh.
0: Or it's April Fool's,
1: isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, we did a pretty successful one. I think I sent you the link. We uh, I, I saw that. So we built a, uh, a Gail Banks website, Gail Banks 2024, and Gail Banks was running for president of the United States of America, oh, and it would had, be better uh, than a lot of the other. Uh... Had photographs of him with Nixon and Reagan and. Uh, uh, we built an entire website. We even bought, dude. We sold T-shirts. We sold like sa- we sold
6: like seventy T-shirts. Did you really? Yeah. left?
0: I want a Gale Bates for President T-shirt. I'll make you one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want one. I mean, I'll, literally I'll wear it. Yes. And then we said are uh, a, a portion of the proceeds goes to the RPM Act. Oh. Would you like? Yeah. That's solid. Yeah. So solid. people were into that. And This video Holman already has almost twenty six thousand views. Wow. In- up National Press security, government gas supply. prices.
2: Gas prices continue to skyrocket.
3: It's time for one man to correct our course. Gale Banks' reputation as a leader has been forged in the heat of business and motorsport. He is a man with a history of engineering solutions in the pursuit of innovation. A man who will propel us into the future while embracing the economic engines of the past. A man who knows how to build a team of industry leaders, brilliant minds, and passionate working class individuals, unifying them in a common goal. And that goal is your prosperity. It's time to restore our nation's horsepower and turbocharge its economy for a more powerful America. Vote for Gale Banks in 2024. Paid for by the
7: American Horsepower Association.
1: (laughs) I love how the logo is a turbo that's shooting out the American flag. It sure is. Very
0: nice. So here's what's funny. Gail had no idea that he was running for president until a friend of his, who apparently lives in Yosemite, woke him up at (laughs) 6.45 a.m. asking how he could contribute to the fund. That's funny. And Gail's like, what are you talking about? He says, your your presidential fund. How do I contribute? And he goes, I don't know what you're talking (laughs) about. He didn't realize it was April Fool's. We had kept him in the dark. And then the topper- Hold on a second. I got to show you the text. All right. I got to show you this text. Uh, uh, you're he's, fired. He's, says, no, right he's going to oh. kill me for sharing it, but I have to share it. Hold on a second. I truly hope this anou- This is a text, by the way, uh-huh. from uh, 727 a.m. Uh-huh. Friday morning, April 1st. I truly hope the announcement is real because I fully support Gail to no end if he runs for the president of the United States. <laughs> I could not pick a better person for this position. Please tell me this is no joke. <laughs> Who's that from? Clint Cannon, ATS. Oh.
1: <laughs> uh, it sounds like a lot of people had fun on April Fool's. I've got one more video here that I think you uh, you might enjoy, so okay. let's, uh, let's play this.
3: Ugh! Are you sick and tired of looking at your friend's Ford F-150? Yeah! Do you want to really get them good this April Fool's Day?
1: Well, yeah!
3: Well, now you can! Introducing the Ram Trucker Cover! Conveniently converts any F-150 into the amazing award-winning Ram 1500! (laughs) Just slide it on, save your friend's pride, and get ready to laugh!
7: Wow, my truck looks so good! Wait a minute! (laughs)
3: the ram trucker cover perfect for april fool's day also great for tailgates birthday parties halloween i wish i had a ram wednesdays and so much more if your friends haven't switched to ram yet now they will also available for chevy silverado (laughs) or yours today
1: currently sold out due to popular demand (laughs) come on that's a good one right i
0: mean yeah that was solid yeah
1: well done ram yeah, I thought that one uh, was pretty funny. So You know, this is kind of a thing uh, with the automotive industry. Uh, every year around April 1st, people come up. We've had a bunch of funny ones. I remember, I may have told the story on the podcast before, when the Ram 1500 switched to a, a link coil rear suspension, they had both the CAD drawing on their media side of the old leaf springs and of the coil spring suspension. So we did an April Fool's joke at Four Wheeler and basically said that because the uh, coil spring suspension turned out to be such a disaster, they're going back to leaf springs. And here's a picture of the new design. And a lot of people bought it. And in fact, somebody at Ram PR called me goes, can you please take that down? Oh really? Yeah. It caused too much havoc. I mean, we've, we've done a bunch of different funny ones over the years. Um, we, I think we talked about the demise of all the magazines, and that freaked a lot of advertisers and people out, and, and then
0: uh, it turned out we were clairvoyant. Remember that time when the Truck Show podcast uh, did an April Fool's joke, yeah. and we had a lot of distortion on that particular episode?
1: Yeah, yeah, I still think uh, I've got plans for more, but... Uh, But not until you guys
0: forget about that. Yeah, it's (laughs) going to be a little while. I love when uh, you guys happen upon that, when you binge listen and you go back to the old episodes. And it's not April. And and, and you're not April. It's not April 1st and you uh, happen upon it and you're like, God damn it, my stereo's broken.
1: All right, I've actually got some real news here, so uh, I'll just go through these real quick. Lighting, did you hear?
0: No! Zero, zero, zero!
1: No, I did not hear. So uh, GM's newest police pursuit vehicle is a Silverado Z71. Are you sure this is not a joke? Nope. uh, Pursuit rated... Uh, it says, uh, the new squad member is coming to law enforcement fleet. This is the 2023 Chevy Silverado Police Pursuit Vehicle, the first ever Silverado call to duty. The base pickup truck is a crew cab with a short bed sporting the Z71 package, which adds performance shocks, locking diff, and skid plates. Other suitable upgrades for patrolling the streets also make their way onto this police truck under the hood. It'll be powered by the 5.3 liter V8 with 355 horsepower, 383 pound-feet of torque, all uh, going through uh, the excellent 10-speed automatic transmission. Upgraded parts include a heavy-duty air filter to optimize engine performance and six-piston from the factory brembo brake calipers with 16 inch rotors because in the they, they got you to stop so i've got several law enforcement friends mm-hmm. uh you you know i've kind of uh, have uh, a little history in that circle and i was talking to uh one of my friends who is a police officer and his city uses both uh explorers
0: yep and tahos right and do they all have those little itty bitty 15 inch wheels with little itty bitty <laughs> tires no uh, Why is that? Did he, we discuss that before? I feel like we did. Uh, I
1: I have a theory that the tire sizing is similar uh, to the old Crown Victoria, so that uh, they can keep the same tires on the shelf. But I'm not the, sure. I haven't. There's no way looked. the
0: top speed is is up to snuff because no, it is. Those they're they're like these tires are. Have yeah, they're Goodyear good Eagle RS twenty twenty inch, like they're so freaking. They're nah, smaller they, they than the wheels some, on your bicycle. Know,
1: they look small on the uh, Explorer for sure. So he was saying that those new Explorers are probably going to get officers killed because they're so powerful, especially all-wheel drive with EcoBoost. And he said that he loves the Tahoe, but he hates the brakes. He goes, that's one of the scariest things about it. You'll be pursuing somebody and stab the brakes, after a couple corners, you have no brakes. And so, they're loaded down with gear. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're super heavy. So it, no doubt in my mind that the uh, six-piston Brembo's are going to be, especially a 16-inch rotor. That's massive. Yeah. Going to be really appreciated by uh, all of our friends in, uh, in I mean, blue. 16
0: is big. That's. Uh, I mean, the ones on Lockjaw, I think, are... 15 and a half, yeah. so yeah, interesting. Those it, are massive. It
1: rides on uh, 20-inch steel wheels, uh, wrapped in Goodyear all-terrain speed-rated tires, and uh, it can tow up to 9,300 pounds. And so uh, a two-inch lift uh, is available, which will offer 11.35 inches of ground clearance and a 25-degree approach angle. I think you know, there's a lot of officers who are in rural areas, off-roading Alaska, Nevada, places like that. Sheriffs I, that are yeah, yeah, in, the, in the boonies. Well, I know one of our uh, listeners. He's a sheriff up in uh, in Nevada, and he's got an F-150.
0: Uh, as his daily driver. What for... about the guys that are out in Goffs? Because uh, like where we're going, I was uh, as as I told you, I was on some side road with Quinn, my kid, and uh-huh. we were stargazing one night, and we're between the forty and Goffs on uh-huh. a dirt road, and he and a cop comes rolling up, and it yep. was it was off road capable for sure. I wonder if it was a BLM ranger or the chippies off the highway. It or... was a ranger. yes.
1: I was uh, I was right off the highway, off uh, fifteen near Sizzix, and. Uh, had pulled over because I had to pee really bad, and so no big deal, pulled off to a- Oh, uh, you didn't bring a bottle with you like normal?
0: Uh, because if you spill, it makes a mess in the car. Yeah, and by the way, when you pull off at Zizzix yeah. on the south or the east side, like when you're going towards Vegas and uh-huh. you need to pull off, yeah. and there's a dirt mound over uh-huh. on the right side, there's got to be 30 bottles of urine. It's the most That's disgusting-, disgusting th- No, I'm not even joking. Yeah, I,
1: well, I drove it's- like a mile down the road, so I was kind of away from everything. Get out unzipped uh, to do my business, and here comes a CHP officer about to do the same <laughs> thing down the same road. Really? And I'm standing there, and I'm like, well, that's too late now. And he just drove by. I nodded over my shoulder. He nodded and kept going. I'm uh, like, oh, sorry, sir.
0: Because that is, I mean, urinating in public is an actual I mean, ticket.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, or exposing yourself or, you know. That who, too. Yeah. Who, yeah so that, I just, that, like yeah, said, I said, I nodded. This was uh, many moons ago, but still, I, every time I pass that area, I go, oh, yeah. For the uh, IP there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, uh, the automaker will throw in a 220-amp alternator, 220-volt outlets for no extra cost. And of course, uh, for med- emergency equipment, a switch bank with 30-amp and 20-amp circuits is available. So, anyway, a uh, bunch of options on this thing. And uh, I think there'll be a lot of uh, police officers out there who'll be pretty excited to see a, uh, a pursuit-rated uh, Silverado. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. I don't think so. Uh, NHTSA has announced a new 49 mile per gallon fleet fuel economy standard by 2026. NHTSA National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. Yeah. See how many miles? Forty-nine. Forty-nine. By what year? Uh, just twenty-six. That's not very far away. The new NHTSA mm-hmm. order calls for an eight percent fuel economy increase for model year 2024 and 2025, and then required bump up to ten percent increase fleet wide for 2026 to achieve the final standard the estimated fleet-wide average is now required to grow by 10 miles per gallon by the year compared to 2021 figures which are currently around 39 miles per gallon
0: which would be tough to pull off
1: yeah keep it and expensive by the way i mean everybody's like oh get electric cuz gas is expensive okay yeah go buy a 60,000 dollar car to save a couple hundred bucks a week but then what's your payment right i mean it's it's kind of crazy that that there's a you know it seems like our current uh, people in power you were going to say administration. Well, but I think it's more than that. It you is. Know? I think it's the ruling class right now is so disconnected from the average family and what they make and what they can afford. They're you know, everything's like, oh, throw away your old gas guzzling vehicle and go buy this new one, and that solves all. But they don't realize that people don't have that kind of money. You know, it's 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 hard to
0: come by. That's, Do we have that. listeners that drive like a freaking late nineties pickup truck? Yeah, you know, and sure. you just can't throw it. You know, in the trash, and go there's, get a Tesla.
1: Are, a lot of people will argue that those are the best trucks they made.
0: Well, dude, I mean, if you've got a Ram with a 5.9 in it, dude, coveted,
1: yeah, coveted. or OBS Ford, yeah, five point eight, or 7, a Silverado, 3. you know, mm. I don't know. I uh, it's we'll see. It just sounds to me like uh, once again there's a certain faction uh, that's that is uh, putting the hurt on the average person, and I think uh, I think that sucks. So more to come on that. Okay. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? What?
0: No. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I'm, maybe. Maybe I have. Go ahead.
1: Uh, Ford actually released a pretty interesting uh, truck this past week, or announced it anyway. Uh, for 2023, the they... Top Gun Maverick. No, this is the
0: F-150 Rattler. Okay, now that's that's a joke.
8: There's no,
9: no way
0: that's th- real. This one's real. I don't believe you though, like because I still think you're in an April Fool's hangover.
1: Uh, all right. Well, let me see if I can uh, make it more believable. Ford has uh, listened to its buyers, who don't want super expensive pickup trucks, and they, they gave have, them a Maverick. And well, no, th- they need f- half time capability. Oh, so enter the 2023 Ford F-150 Rattler. It'll uh, start as an XL work truck with a FX4 package overlaid, it gets its own wheels, all train tires, uh, dark trim and a dual exhaust system. It'll only be available the 145-inch wheelbase crew cab with a short five-and-a-half-foot bed or 145-inch wheelbase extended cab with a six-and-a-half-foot bed. Four engine options available, including the 3.5 twin-turbo V6, the 5-liter V8, the 3.5 uh, twin-turbo V6 hybrid, and the 2.7-liter twin-turbo V6. Forgive me, did you say that no a dual cab? Super cab or crew cab. Okay, okay. Uh, they'll uh, announce pricing closer to uh, the on-sale day, which will be fall of this year. But if you think about it, uh, that's a pretty smart move by them. You get a locker, you get aggressive tires, you get you know, the FX4 package and better suspension and skid plates, and you can have a rubber floor and cloth seat. So I guess uh, if you think about something that's analogous to this would be a Chevy Silverado Custom Trail Boss or like a Ram 1500 Backcountry. So I think the manufacturers realize that some people just want a basic truck. They need the capability, but they don't need all the bells and whistles and big screens and leather and all that stuff. That's just nice. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy it every day. But uh, I know a lot of people who are like, I just want a basic truck. I don't
0: need all that stuff. Right. So. What do you think is more popular, the Tremor package or FX4? Uh,
1: FX4 because Tremor is above FX4 in the pecking order.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So FX4 is for your basic off-road package. Tremor takes it up a notch, and then that leads in. It's... it's Tremor's designed to be that stepping stone between tremor FX4 and Raptor.
0: Tremor's also includes the uh, the HD tow package as well, Well, right? you
1: can get a Tremor, you can't get a Raptor on a Super Duty, you can get, you can get a Tremor. Okay. Right, for example, you can get a Tremor on Ranger also. So it's 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 sort of the middle ground. It's the top off-road package on some stuff and the middle ground on the other like the F150 or
0: Raptors at the Ford does it. not make it easy to uh, to figure it out. You need an abacus or a a pie chart or something to figure out all the packages.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's uh it's difficult to uh, I mean there's even though, you know, I just ordered uh, my wife her new car and, you know, that was one of the easier things to do, but it was still cross-referencing a bunch of stuff and it's just- it's Remind the listeners great. what you ordered. Uh, ordered a 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee 4xE. Okay. Oh, 4xE. Yep. So uh, we'll, we'll see if we take delivery. It was uh, went through our friend Jackson Ellis over at uh, Glendale mm-hmm. and uh, who you uh, ordered your vehicle with. But it was the perfect mix for her because her commute is so short. It's 11 miles each way. Makes sense. The Grand Cherokee yep. has 25 miles of battery-only range. It's our first foray into 4xe. But the problem is they're so expensive. They're somewhere you know, like nine grand more than their gas counterpart. But they do that, A, because the technology is more expensive, but also because you get the rebates from the state and federal. That brings it down to about the gas price. So the idea being we could uh, save a little bit on gasoline because she does do uh, uh, site visits as part of her job. And she gets paid mileage on that, but it'd be nice if uh, she plugs in every night, because we have a charger at the house. So she's
0: getting paid mileage on free miles. Well, well it's I not it's free, t- I but- I mean, yeah. it's electricity, yeah. But
1: it's like if she uses all the electricity, she still has gas, she's not going to get stranded, and those miles are getting paid for So uh, on those visits, so that makes sense. And then the other side of it is, there's a lot of places with preferred parking where the charger's up front and stuff, so it would give her access to different places that she goes where she could plug in up front and top off, which This is, was her idea yours? She really wanted the new Grand- so no, but I never. you said, hey, let's try the by E. Well, because I went and drove it, and I uh, can't tell you about it yet because the embargo hasn't broken.
2: Embargo.
1: But I can tell you this much, I was suitably impressed, more so actually, one of the finest uh, full-size, I guess, SUVs out there, and the you,
0: two-row. And you like the torque fill that the, uh, I guess it's not torque fill. It's no. just electrical. It's, okay. it's
1: basically the same drivetrain as the uh, four-by-E Wrangler, the two-liter turbo and then the battery pack and all that. So stuff.
0: it's different than the Ram where the Ram has Ram has e-torque. E-torque which is torque fill. Right. This is right. this is a full Very hybrid. Okay. And you can drive on full electric power and all that Got stuff. Got it. Got it. So
1: just uh, we are inching our way, I still think, you know, hybrids are the are going to be right for the majority of people mm-hmm. as we, you know, especially in trucks and SUV as you blend out traditional ICE vehicles. If we have to go to electrification, I think hybrids make the most sense. Yeah, And I've been really impressed. This drivetrain, although new to the Grand Cherokee, has basically been proven in the 4xe Wranglers. Jeep has a lot of really interesting things with it, like e-save mode, where you can keep it out of battery mode if you want to save battery for something later, or even hybrid mode or uh, full battery only mode, where you can decide, I want to use battery right now. So it allows the driver to choose. There's The regen on it's really good. The integration between or the blend between internal combustion and hybrid is good. So we're gonna give it a try. It's gonna come, and we'll see if the the prices work out, and if it's favorable, then we'll we'll pull the trigger. The nice thing is that her car, right now she has a twenty one grand Cherokee, is like four or five grand above what her payoff would be on her lease. And so we basically can roll that into this. Yeah, so the way I'm looking yeah, at it- her. Yeah, roll that into it, plus the incentives you get from the government should put it under what we paid for hers, and that gets us into a four by E, and we'll see how it goes.
0: So when you get it, um, you should come up to work, go to lunch, go out with Gail, because we're working on a hybrid program that I can't mm-hmm. say anything like mm-hmm. on the air about, mm-hmm. but I'm sure Gail would give you the tour, and he's really big in that space right yeah. now. Yeah, so. it's
1: very interesting. Uh, the other thing is, it's, uh, it's fast. I would say that it might be, in the current
0: new Grand Cherokee, the fastest powertrain they offer.
1: Really? And if you see what powertrains they offer, that's pretty impressive.
0: So you're saying what you're hinting at is it's faster than the Hemi. I'm just
1: saying mm. that it's really fast. Interesting. Especially for what it is. Yeah. And, and comfortable, and it's a great vehicle. So, hey, so well, we'll
0: Speaking of Hemi's, hey, so I have some numbers here. I wanted to uh-huh. run by you. just uh, So I signed up for this uh, 2022 Ram Tracker. Uh, I found it on ram-trx.com, that the form. And uh, I put in my LBC TRX little handle that I have on, on the uh, forum. And uh, well, this guy just updates it with uh, leaked information, I guess, I would assume. Every Monday he adds uh, if you're a forum member, uh, and it's also for RAM 1500 owners and such. He'll say, when your information pops up on Ram's database, mm-hmm. he says, all right, well, here's your VIN. Here's your build date. Here's uh, where it's got it's – a, it's a whole Google spreadsheet that's yeah. available to anyone to, to see. But he's got some other cool numbers here that I thought was interesting. Uh, vehicles built, ordered, built, and shipped as of today, basically. Okay. So how many 3-liter V6 diesel – So eco-diesel. Eco-diesel Ram pickup trucks do you think have been ordered so far in 2020? Ordered or built? ordered. Okay. Uh I'm going to say 40,000. 14,600. Oh, that's lower than I thought. Yeah. Of which only 10,045 have been shipped. Mm-hmm. Um how many 5.7 liter V8 Hemis have been ordered to date in 2022? 150,000. 165. All right. So pretty well, close. I cell. Uh, uh, get, you get your bell. There you go. There Move you your go. bell so you can hear it. There you, there go. you go. Um okay, so how many 6.2 liter V8 Hemi SRTs, which is the TRX. Mm-hmm. How many have been ordered in
1: 2022? I'm going to say uh, 11,000.
0: 15,000. Oh, wow. Yes. Of which 7,800 have shipped. Uh, and yours is not on that list. It is not on that list yet, sadly. And I was told uh, by our friend Jackson that I would have it mid to late-ish April, which I guess mm-hmm. might right. still be the case. It could be possible. We're super early April. Of the... Uh, the Bighorn, Laramie, Limited, Longhorn, Rebel, Sport, Tradesman, Tradesman HFE, and TRX. What's the leader? How many? Uh, Laramie. Interesting. Bighorn Lone Star comes in number one at ninety-one thousand hmm. ordered, Texas followed by likes their trucks. yeah followed by the Laramie at forty-eight thousand, yep. Limited twenty-three thousand, etc. Well, that's um, a, I'll give myself half a bell on that one. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the the crew cab makes up the lion's share. It's we got to remember they don't have a uh, regular cab. They only have a quad and a crew. Exactly. So at, for comparative sake, one hundred eighty four thousand for the crew cab, thirty six thousand yeah. for that the about right. quad. Yes. And then last but not least, four by two versus four by four. Oh. How many four by two fifteen hundred series trucks have been ordered? I'll, in I'll, 2022? Let's just go
1: percentage. Uh, it's funny because all the high zoot stuff is all basically includes four wheel drive now. But if they're selling m- a majority of big horns, um, I'm gonna say it's a fifty-five forty-five
0: split going to four by four. The answer is twenty percent. Twenty percent. Two wheel drive versus four wheel drive. Oh, wow, their four wheel drive take rate is way higher than I thought way it would be. Way high, way high. Huh. And just as a as a gimme here, five, seven, uh, five foot seven bed, uh, one hundred sixty eight thousand versus the six four bed, the long bed, fifty one thousand. So what is that? A third less than a third are long beds.
1: And how many of those are manuals? Uh, I don't have that data because they don't make a manual.
0: Ah, so let's, womp womp. Let's uh, let's talk for one second here. And what is the number one state, what is the number one recipient of Ram Trucks of all the 50 states, which one would you say it is? I'm going to go with Texas. Bingo. Texas.
1: Followed by um,
0: California and Florida. Bingo. Yeah! Yep. Florida with uh, 8,000, uh, 8, just over 8,000, followed by California, 6,700. There we go.
1: All right. Uh, speaking of manual transmissions, I just got back from a, uh, a recent run this past week. I uh, headed out to Arizona with Center Force and went wheeling with a uh, bunch of manual transmission off-road enthusiasts. We did an overland trail uh, through Arizona through the Prescott National Forest, and it was uh, Must have added 400 pounds of mud to my uh, Jeep. So last night, I went to the pay-and-spray in the middle of the night, spent $20 and, like, an hour...
0: That's a lot thing, yeah. of cash.
1: Just to get rid of all... Oh, dude, it was like driving through pottery clay.
0: I No, I get it, but like $20 at a paint spray yeah, is a lot of it bread. It was a
1: long time I was sitting there. And so I,
0: did it not have enough pressure? What was the deal? Like, uh, why the, did you the first so much
1: money? One, the first one didn't have enough pressure, but no, the mud was so sticky. So it was mud with rocks in it and pebbles. So were you taking off with like an ice scraper? Well, I had to take, scoop it with my hand and it couldn't blow it off. And so what you you'd hit the mud and the top layer of mud would dissolve leaving like rocks stuck to the side of it it was oh. the it was gluey gooey so disgusting so what you're
0: saying what i'm hearing is if you had had a kiln next to you I, you, no, could, you could you could, I have, could made have made pottery, pottery 100% <laughs> this
1: was absolutely this was some of the nastiest mud i've ever driven in uh next to uh soda dry lake uh out there off the 15 got to hose that off right away but this stuff out in Arizona was uh was super sticky and just packed all the tires There's times I was driving through the guy's ruts in front of me with my hands off the wheel. And it was like Autopia because the Jeep was just following the ruts. Really? And it was like, gum,
0: gum, gum, gum. So you might as well just, it was easier yeah. just to let it drive yeah, itself? Yeah, just let
1: it drive itself. It's kind of fun. Um, so anyway, I uh, went out there, saw some really cool stuff. We uh, started on the banks of the uh, Grand Canyon uh, in a little Indian reservation. And while we were there doing our morning driver's meeting, a bunch of rafters came in from a 21-day trip on the river.
0: Oh rafters, <laughs> not Raptors. No, Rafters. <laughs> raptors. raptors. I have so done that's a, a lo- 21 days is a long time. Uh, that's super long. I did a 7 day 50 miler mm-hmm. and when I was a boy scout mm-hmm. and that just beat the snot out of us. Can you mentioned 21? Nope, I
1: yeah. can't. And then they had all these little biting flies so I was happy to get away from there cuz I got all these little bites all over I my I remember game. that. So, yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so then we uh, headed down and we ended up uh, off rep, uh, route 66 in uh, Seligman. Uh, and we went down to the Prescott National oh, Forest. Is it, is
0: it Seligman? I always thought it was Seligman. No, Seligman. Seligman. And we went to uh, this
1: kind of crazy place called the Grand Canyon Caverns, where you pay like seventeen bucks and you go underground. What? And they have a uh, Airbnb what? that you can rent a what? they like a hotel suite in the middle of this massive ca- cavern. It's like a thousand bucks a night. and They bring you anything you want from Ooh, the restaurant. Are and- you? Are you? What? No, it's crazy. And uh, there's they have some. I guess it was on one of the paranormal shows. So they're like, oh, yeah, we're on this TV show. Like, we, have, we have ghosts down here. And like, yeah, you're full of crap. But it's all lit up kind of crazy that the story about the guy who found it found thought he found the only place in the world that had diamonds, gold, and silver, and it turned out to be like rust, crystals, and you know, something <laughs> else. but. Uh big natural caverns. Uh, there's a walking tour that's probably about forty five minutes through them. Uh, the, it was actually designated by civil defense as a bomb shelter during where, the. Where uh, is this again? Well, yeah, it's just uh, it's not too far from like Williams, Arizona. So if you have ever been to Williams, yep. you may have seen their signs that say, "Hey, Williams. come hike underground." Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, it's it's kind of a, a wacky place with some interesting history. Uh, I didn't see any ghosts. Uh, didn't go on the paranormal tour, so I'm sure they only give you know make spooky things. But there was a. Uh, This big sloth model, like a full size to scale, apparently there's a sinkhole, a sloth back thousands of years ago fell into the cave and broke its hip and pelvis and tried to claw its way out and it's, the claw marks are still on the wall no of the cave way. and they found the remains of the sloth and they I guess it's at one of the universities or, or ah, natural history I feel so bad for so the they, sloth so they they traded them for this full size scale mock up which is kind of cool anyway it was it was uh, going on these trips are always fun when you go to the sideshow
0: or I wouldn't know attractions and, mm, no I, I'm not yeah, familiar with yeah. what these trips would be like S- sucks for thanks, thanks for the invite had, again.
1: had a bunch of great people had uh, the guys from you didn't Falcon have all the great and, people like, uh, you, missed, you missed this guy right here uh, Vern Simons And join me Trent McGee sure uh led the uh, led the trail and then we've uh, Britt from American Adventure Lab and you had to have a
0: manual trans
1: had to have a manual trans so there yeah. was uh, nobody
0: cheating with an auto.
1: Marco Hernandez from Overland De- uh, there were a couple support vehicles uh Summit 4x4 came with uh, their JL which was a uh, automatic but uh, Bobby Summers from there has it had a killer forerunner that had long travel front suspension and the old 22 RE was pulled out of it and had the 2.7 liter Tacoma engine and trans. Okay, that thing was rad. First generation 4Runner. He tail gun the whole time. It was really cool. Great group of people and a fun trail, fun time. We did like 225 miles off road, something like that. Um, and then uh, you know three day, three nights camping and uh, it was it was awesome. So I got a little bit of audio from everybody uh, just talking about the trip and what they like about wheeling in a manual. I'm with two uh, mighty fine gentlemen. Please state your names. Blair Anglin, Center Force. Marco Hernandez, Overland X. So you guys know these guys because they've been on the podcast before, and I had a chance to uh, go out on the Center Force Adventure Run 2022. So uh, Marco, who uh, is one of the best uh, off-road chefs, if you ever go camping, Marco will feed you. He'll feed you well. And Blair from Center Force, so why do you guys like to do this trip?
9: Well, it's a a good trip for us to get with other people in the industry, and we like to get people into the manual transmissions and see how they do off-road. And this is our second year, and it's a a good camaraderie as well as testing the vehicles and putting the clutch to the test. And this year we have uh, most of our alumni from last year, and then we invited a few new people but it's good to get... Hey, to one strong. guy doesn't have a manual transmission. What happened there? Yes, we do have several support vehicles <laughs> that uh, that aren't running manual transmissions, but it's uh, it's a good way to get everybody together, and we can all talk about it and share our experience. So uh, working for Center Force, and, and obviously there's a lot
1: of uh, off-road vehicles that have gone away from the manual transmission, but there's Jeeps, which is one of your biggest selling Uh, clutches period but no bronco came out with their uh, manual transmission do you see a resurgence in off-road do you see demand still there Uh, how hard is it to convince an enthusiast that uh, manual transmission off-road is the way to go
9: i think doing stuff like this getting out and getting out with people that have manuals and seeing how they do and understanding the benefits of a manual transmission off-road helps uh it, it is difficult to uh, forecast uh, what the manufacturers are going to do uh, but there's still a lot of them out there like jeep in the off-road and even the you know forward with the bronco that understand the benefits of the manual transmission hopefully they keep them going so for people who are listening would you agree that the benefits, obviously, for me personally, because I drive stick,
1: obviously, I'm a manual transmission guy, uh, and people make fun of me for it, but I don't care because it's the way to go, um, is more control off-road, um, and to me, it's just, um, you know, with all the automatic transmissions and the the vehicles being fully integrated in the chassis— the traction control is no longer separate. The, the electronic stability control, the throttle, none of that's separate from the automatic transmission. When you get the manual, it sort of goes back to basics because there's a lot less control that the manufacturer has over how the vehicle operates and you have a lot more freedom to
9: drive the vehicle um, when it's manual. I agree, it, it does give you a lot more control ability and flexibility, not only on throttle but off throttle You can uh, put it in any gear you want that you're comfortable in and hold it there. Uh, Again, it helps uh, traction control even on the descents.
1: And what is the benefit of uh, upgrading to a center force? For example, like in my JL, we did a lot of the prototype work on my Jeep, and the factory clutch and manual transmission in the Wrangler hasn't done anyone any favors in promoting manuals. They've had some issues with those. Um, And I can tell you after... Swapping to the Center Force in mind, it's one of the best manual transmission setups I've ever driven and absolutely love it. But let's talk about Center Force. Why should somebody choose a Center Force product for their Jeep?
9: Well, primarily the high-inertia flywheel that, that we manufacture and machine in-house. Uh, really helps a lot in the off-road and even on-road just just starting from a stop light and going through the gears to rock crawling or carrying a load and all the weight you know the overlanders throw in there it it really helps how dare Um, you (laughs) (laughs) guilty yeah right and uh it, it it really helps the drivability and it it allows you to even you know run down to a couple hundred rpm without it stalling and you just don't feel like you need to have your left foot on the pedal all the time or, and slip in the clutch you can just it allows you to just drive through it
5: and it's, also and also that new bearing makes a big yeah. big difference it's just because uh, i have the center force with the high inertia um and yeah with the plus the bearing that you yeah. guys installed it's just it's a it's a whole different jk and you get rid of that uh that rattle that the uh the
1: jeep manuals are known for the idle rattle um and in mine you guys changed out the hydraulics and we went to if all new hydraulic system with a internal slave cylinder versus an external uh, slave cylinder as the clutch wears because you don't have a pivot point from an external you essentially have the same clutch feel throughout the life of the clutch right
9: that's correct there's and, and now well, the JL specifically had a lot of issues and a lot of factory recalls, and so we, we spent a lot of time engineering that. Literally years. Yes, and, and with your help as well. And so we are now releasing uh, a whole new package, and we've got several options when it comes to hydraulics because not only the with the pressure print Plate problems that they, they've had, but from the high inertia flywheel to the friction material to the pressure plate, all the way through the hydraulics, we have a replacement for everything on the JL and it makes a real smooth, solid uh, platform.
1: Love mine. Okay, Marco, you've brought out your JK. And you've got basically the same clutch setup that my old JK had on it, mm-hmm. and um, you also just bought a 392, which I, I don't blame you at all. So I'm totally fine with you uh, cheating on uh, the manual transmission crowd. But you did you did what was right, and you brought your manual. What do you like about uh, driving stick off road?
5: Oh, the control. I've got a lot of control. My my Jeep, I can with the high inertia uh, flywheel, I can go four low, start in third gear, and it's like a little tractor. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it turns into a tractor once you do that, and um, you know I got the 392. It's got paddle shifters. I don't know, if that, you know that's uh, that counts, but uh, but on the JK missing yeah, a pedal though, missing a pedal. <laughs> yeah, on the JK it's just it's just a whole different Jeep. What was uh, you guys' favorite part about this trip? This one was a little different than the last year. Oh, uh, I hate mud. I hate mud too. But there was a lot of mud. But that was yeah. fun. That was that was very it, fun. It was fun driving through.
1: I didn't just know when I get home. I think there's two things. I don't want to be the guy following me when I hit 70 for the first <laughs> time because I am covered in it. Or the first uh, bump on the freeway or expansion joint going home. And um, I just I don't want to clean it. I'm just I'm just dreading what's underneath all. And it was like this really sticky like like pottery clay like mud.
5: Arizona Arizona mud. Yep. But what. You know, other than that, the the views, the forest is just yeah. amazing. That
1: little valley we went through yesterday with the spires and the rocks, that kind of the, the um, just unbelievable, just a, just really, really beautiful. And being up here in the forest, you know, you and I are from Cali- Southern California, so we're out in the desert a lot. And yep. to be out here up in the the forest uh, in uh, in near Prescott is pretty amazing so
5: a lot of people don't realize that that there's forest in arizona yeah we say arizona you think about a red desert and yeah no
1: nope. Well, there's a, there's trees here yes. I, I, I found them so all right uh blair thanks for the invite again and uh looking forward to coming back next year
9: absolutely thank you again Again, we appreciate the the alumni that keep coming back and then we introduce a, a few new people and and we're looking forward to more adventures thank you sir all
1: right centerforce.com all right. Well, that was uh, Blair England from Center Force kind of talking about what they do with the clutches and whatnot. And uh, Marco Hernandez, who uh, is—if uh, you guys follow Overland X, that dude's everywhere. And man, he makes good food. He did uh, one night some of the best shrimp I've ever had, man, on the trail.
0: Just, does he have a job? Like, what's he do? Like, uh, like, how does he? How is he everywhere? I don't know. What I, I think he just he, is – independently o- over,
1: wealthy. Yeah, I think he's got Overland dad. X now. No, He he's older guy and he's uh, grandpa. And uh, has this, uh, you know, amazing so little retired. thing going with his Overland ex, and he's just... He's got to be retired. Right? I mean, no, he's, every time I see him, he's working. Amazing. But, but he's not working he's like... He's got more energy than you do. I don't know what you're saying. Hey, you got one more here. <laughs> oh, okay. Friend of Center Force, Jeff... Mac- so I'm here with a uh, friend of Center Force, Jeff McAllister, who drives a manual XJ. Hi, Sean. How are you doing today? Doing great. You just putting the fire out here from last yeah, night?
0: we are just... Ooh, pause for that. For sure. What is that in the background? That sounds good. Uh, I'm trying to remember what that was. That sounded healthy. I think that was, that might have
1: been Marco's 3.6 with the uh, Magnaflow exhaust on it. Oh, yeah. In his mm-hmm. uh, JK. So uh, you are joining with me on the uh, Center Force Adventure Run 22, and you brought your your sturdy and reliable little XJ, and I just wanted to get your take on the trip and why you like driving manual transmission. Well... Especially off-road.
10: Yeah. I was... uh, My dad was a mechanic and used to buy old Chevy, like, 1961 Apaches, and it had the compound low. So the first vehicle I ever drove was actually a stick shift. And I was sitting in my dad's lap and I could barely hold the shifter. So for me, um, that was just kind of a wonderful starting point. So whenever opportunity arises, I normally have a manual in my couple car collection. So it's always fond memories of my dad. And then, you know, adding a diesel is just really the appropriate method of getting power to the rear wheels. So just kind of one of those things
1: i love so you were here uh, last year on our trip and this one's a little bit different what uh what was fun about this trip what did you like about it
10: uh never been to the habapai indian reservation in colorado yeah, we so we
1: camped right on the colorado river at basically the mouth of the grand canyon right
10: yeah so that was really kind of cool and exciting and me being a, a southwest avid uh adventurer love starting up there yeah. and so the uh all the bluffs and the cliffs and the rocks. Uh, uh, are just something that I love about Arizona.
1: All right, well, good to see you again. Well, and uh, for those you don't know, uh, Jeff always gives us these awesome uh, cartoons of our vehicles, <laughs> and he also he also makes some great Scottle accessories. Uh, <laughs> and I but do only that. but only for friends. So yeah, uh, I do that. Mine has a cigar holder on it, so <laughs> custom made, <laughs> Sean. Custom the made. only one I'll ever make. <laughs> I appreciate I babe, it. Babe. Thank thanks, Jeff.
0: Scottle accessories.
1: Uh, you you could probably tell Jeff's a character. Uh-huh. Uh, he's one of those guys that you love going out on the trail f- with because he's just he's always fun. Like he's just always a, a good dude. And uh, uh, yeah,
0: I've there's gotta... something about uh, going off roading that brings out characters. I think uh, yep. if you had a group of a hundred, a hundred would be characters. Uh, yeah, it's well, yeah, <laughs> like seventy at least. I think seventy is low. Mm, maybe.
1: Hey, look who I found. It's Trent McGee, our uh, fearless trail leader on the Center Force Adventure Run 22. You guys may know uh, Trent from uh, such things as Ultimate Adventure and uh, Four-Wheeler of the Year. Good morning, Trent. Good morning. Good morning. I'm being interviewed? Yep. Oh. Sorry, I didn't tell you. We're just I just came up. I figured. <laughs> I literally walked up to Trent and I just put a phone in his face. I said, let's go.
0: He probably thought you were just talking on the phone you know, or something. No, he just thought I was talking to him.
1: Oh. And I'm like, no, this is an interview, dude. <laughs> Because you're in the middle of packing up. If I don't get you now, I'll forget. And then we won't get all the juicy details of this awesome uh, route you laid out oh for us boy. this year. So okay. wanted uh, two questions. I want to talk about the route, uh, what we did, where we went, kind of uh, what you liked about this route. And then uh, why do you enjoy driving stick off-road? So those are your uh, two, two homework assignments right there.
8: All right. So let's talk about the route. The route, we actually, it was pretty neat. We started at the banks of the Colorado River. I believe it's as close... As you can get to actually driving to the the actual banks of the river as close to the Grand Canyon, uh, that close to the Grand Canyon. So I don't think you can get any closer than that. So um, anyway, we started there. Uh, we kind of wound our way through uh, Seligman. Uh, we stopped at the Grand Canyon Caverns, which was very cool. Uh, and that was cool. That was a weird place. Yeah.
1: yeah. But, but it was still, it was funny because you're going, all right, it's, you know, 20 bucks with tax to get in there. Is it going to be like some snake oil salesman right, right, and you're going to walk cheesy. yeah, some dude's like closeted underground or something? No, it was really big and pretty, the history there is pretty interesting.
8: It's pretty legit, yeah. Did totally you believe the sloth story, though? I did. I mean, the 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 claw marks on the walls yeah. pretty much kind of so, sealed the deal for me. Yeah,
1: so I won't, I won't spoil it if you ever want to go there, but apparently they found a, an ancient uh, sloth. Well, and you are spoiling it. you already said it. Oops, yeah. sorry,
0: spoiled it. Sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Claw marks for that sloth still exist on the walls as it it fell through a sinkhole into the cavern system and tried to climb out, and so
8: it's kind of amazing that you know. I don't know, thousands of years later, it's, it's cloud marks are still there. Yeah. And they found, well, and they found 95% of the remains of said sloth. So anyway, uh, so we went from there, went to Seligman, which is a cool old route 66 town from there. It was largely dirt. Um, we went down to, uh, in the Prescott national forest, kind of bounced in and out of some state trust land, uh, went all the way down to Baghdad, which is a mining town in Arizona. Um, it's cool.
1: When you go into Baghdad, they have uh, like this little community park on the side of the highway with a, uh, bunch of, uh, Basically, I guess bulldozer and excavator parts mm-hmm. that kind of show you the scale. So they had one of those big dump truck wheels, and they had a big blade and a big excavator bucket, and you're going, man, because Baghdad is known for uh, for copper mining, right? That's correct.
8: It has, if it's not the largest, it's one of the largest copper mines in the world. You can actually see it from space. That's, um, that's big. Yeah, that's a, a good, good size. So, uh, with you there, bounce around the Prescott National Forest, and now we're uh, on our final leg. We're going to do more Prescott National Forest, and uh, eventually end up back in Prescott at the Center Force HQ. What
1: is every, you know, you, you sort of had a funny uh, saying that people in Arizona joke about, like, don't come here because Arizona's only known for this. Right. What is that?
8: Uh, everything stings, sticks, or bites. Uh, Arizona is nothing but deserts and kitty litter. <laughs> uh, it's hot. Yeah. And, and like I mentioned on the radio, we're also, we're full right now. Sorry.
1: Yeah, right. Well, it's funny because we're, you know, we're at, what, probably 5,000 feet and it's probably 40 degrees outside and we're standing amongst uh, lodgepole pines.
8: Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's and we're in Arizona? Legit, legit forest right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, we, we, we're blessed with uh, a lot of, of varying terrain, only one of which is desert, which is very cool, but we also have lots of mountains and lots of trees. So, you drove what might be famous to anybody who
1: follows UA, and that was your Scout that you built a few years ago. And it's got the Cummins R2.8 and I think a Silver Sport Transmission 4050. That's correct.
8: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, 64 Scout uh, has a Cummins R2.8, a, a Tremic TR 4050. Uh, and it of course has a center force clutch in it and everything. And, uh, you know, I, could have built, I could have bu- put anything in this thing when I, yeah. when I built it, but I really, I, I went with a stick just because it, at the end of the day, I, you, you really have more control over, over the vehicle and you feel more connected to it. Um, you know, there, I will admit there are a couple of situations off road where an, advi- where an automatic is a little bit of an advantage, sure. but, uh, you know, they also have their disadvantages, and and for me, and the, my driving style, and the way I like, you know, the way I like to wheel, I just I, I just like having the control of a manual.
1: This thing is chopped, lowered. I, it's funny because when you see it going down the highway, it almost looks like a Hot Wheels car. <laughs> or when it were on the like the the switchbacks, and you can see, I was kind of in the tail position a lot, and Trent was way out front, and you'd see the Scout, and the proportions are all wonky in a really rad way because it's like short and squatty, and um, did you know you wanted to kind of Make it unique by, by sectioning the top And doing all that?
8: You know, we wanted to make it different And uh, and it was really, honestly a, a lot of the, especially the proportions And the body lines and, and stuff like that That is really all from, Came from the mind of Vern Simons And he, he's, he's the one that did Uh a, a, a very large chunk of this build, including all of the sheet metal mods, chopping the top and all that stuff, and so really, you know, he's the guy that that really had that vision. When he first explained it to me, I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Um, but I was, but I, but I was totally, by, especially when he's talking about doing the fender wells and what yeah. he, what he ended up doing. Basically, what he did is he, he cut out the original lips of the fender wells, cut sheet metal above it, and then basically rewelded them in place. And um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't really wrap my head around that quite. But when he said chopping. The top, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, let's to do let's that." Make that happened,
1: yeah. Well, even on my old flat fender, I put a CJ3B windshield frame on it just because I wanted that kind of chopped look. And sure. it's just old vintage four x fours because they're so upright. It's kind of fun to play with the proportions a little bit because they're the, the styling and what they did is very cool. It's very functional, but to add a little modern element of of I don't know in style points of having it look squatty or chopped. I always love the way vintage vehicles look when you go that extra way so this thing's awesome it was awesome to uh, wheel with you once again so
8: yeah yeah, no thanks appreciate
1: the uh the route and uh i see Vern simons over there right now so let's uh we're gonna talk to him all right very good well thank you sean thanks for coming all right so that was uh trent mcgee i know uh, a lot of people have asked uh basically what um when we would have Trent on again, and so I figured that would be a good opportunity to get him on. Okay, uh, this next one is uh, Vern Simons. So uh, everybody loves Vern. I'm not familiar with Vern? Oh wait, uh, yes, yes, I yes I, you I are. Am. All right, speaking of Vern Simons, I'm standing with him right now, and he brought a uh, AMC 304 powered CJ5 that is super rad. It has 33s,
11: and I don't. It doesn't have a lift on it, does it? Uh, it's kind of, I, it didn't have a lift on it, um, until the, before this run, the front was sitting really, really low, so I kind of took apart some other leaf springs from a, lift springs from a CJ5, because I didn't want the entire lift spring under it, but I kind of stuck a few leaves in there, like an add a leaf kit, to give it a little bit more, a little bit more suspension up front. It was bottoming a lot. To me, you're living, uh, like, your best life, because watched you and your two dogs,
1: and it's basically this, this old orange cj5 with a soft top and soft doors on it with a dude just smiling the entire time and two dogs in his
11: lap well sometimes one's one's usually like stepping on your your nuts or something like that while you're off-roading well hank the little the little dog has to ride in my lap sometimes and he 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 informs me of this by standing there and looking (laughs) at me and, and then i know that he has to stand in my lap but yeah no it's a lot of fun it's actually a pretty you know factory stock jeep like it's got a dana 44 a flange dana 44 from the factory uh a dana 20 transfer case the only real modification on the jeep is somebody at some point put a wide ratio t18 in it i think out of another jeep that's really nice. Cause it's probably it great with a the v right? Gear. Yeah. yeah. Like to, like yesterday, we were we weren't doing anything too technical, but so that's basically a four speed with a granny low first, right? Yep, yep. I only ever put it in low range once or twice. Actually, when we were in, m- monkeying around in that, not the oh like yeah, the little notch little, over there, yeah. So the granny gear, yeah, it's like instant uh, four low. Well, your your dogs are fighting here. So you yeah. hear them? They're having a good old time. Oh yeah, they love life.
1: <laughs> hey, hi, Bean. nice. Chili, Chili. Hank. Hi, guys. <laughs> they just kind of come over. They're going to come say hi. They're, they're, they're uh, anxious
11: uh, to get going as we are.
1: Uh, what do you love about driving stick off road?
11: You know, I've most of my cars. It, during my life, have been a manual transmission. I feel really comfortable with a manual transmission. Um, I still, you know, stall out and grind gears every now and again, just because it's good to let the Jeep know who's in charge. That's right. But uh, yeah, I really like the control. I really like, uh, you know, compression braking going down hills and and having the transmission and the engine there to slow me down when you know brakes could not work or not work as well as you want them to. We had a trailer on this trip, and it was in front of me, and he was going
1: down really slow. And so, my Jeep, because it's a Rubicon and a stick, I have a you know, four to one. So it's a hundred one to one crawl ratio. And you were behind me, and I put it in first gear to go down the hill, and I like totally forgot like how low first was. Uh-huh. I ended up having to put it in third gear so right, that we would right.
11: go at the same speed. Right, right. <laughs> definitely, uh, yeah, yeah. I I just like the control. I mean, I like shifting gears it's kind of fun, it's fun. you know you well, want more like you want to get sporty you hold a gear longer exactly you, know, you can't necessarily always get an automatic to do that you're uh,
1: at one with the machine i think that's the the coolest but, thing yeah. so all right so this is going to be this epic moment because you have to cold start this Ooh, old yeah. 304
11: this <laughs> is definitely the coldest morning and i already tried to start it and I didn't it didn't go start. All right, it doesn't well, have a choke so, i'm gonna i live in arizona all right why machine it's machine it's it's all warm all the time all right well we want to hear Vern start right. is uh 304 i'll pump the gas twice it's got a Motorcraft 2100 carburetor on it, and it usually fires right up, but not when it's cold. Oh. Oh! 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 oh, oh you're oh. right there! Oh. So
1: close. All right, it wants a little more gas. Come on, you. Oh, it's so close.
11: <laughs> now it's going to be flooded. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just
1: listen to that thing.
11: It does sound it's just good, hums, yeah. Come on, come on, old girl. On. It's so quiet. It's usually, idle is pretty good too, but it's very cold. Yeah, it's
1: very cold, it's cold very, right now. Very, h- very, very unhappy. <laughs> really. Thinking
7: about
1: it, congratulations, Vern! Yeah, it'll stall out any yeah. second. <laughs> Thanks for uh letting us uh follow along as you uh, start this old girl. This, this yeah. actually has been a lot of fun to uh drive behind yep. you. Oh, it died, yep, she turned off. It, this thing has been super reliable, no issues, and just fun to see on the trail. You just realize like every picture of an old guy in a CJ5, it's like, oh, I, I get it because I'm watching Vern.
11: Yeah, well,
1: I've had it on a few trips. By the way, this is a uh the modern-day equivalent of this is the 392, because uh, those AMC 304 V8s in CJ5s and, uh, and CJ7s were the last uh, V8s in Jeeps.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that, yeah. because
1: so, Wrangler's never
0: had a V8 I was just dying for him to just lay into the throttle a little bit.
11: It's like, when I first got it together, I drove it up to Wyoming from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, to southern Wyoming. And uh, when it made that trip almost without issue, I was amazed. I mean, there were a few... Loose nuts, and I think I'd. One behind the wheel? Yeah, I definitely one behind the wheel. The yoke and the drive shaft, uh, the U joint on the rear rear drive shaft came. Apart. You don't need those. You no. have fronts and rears. Please, that's the thing. Is like I was like, oh, okay. Remove the <laughs> rear drive shaft, lock the hubs, and, and she front wheel went drive down, went down the highway seventy in front wheel drive.
1: <laughs> Beautiful uh, to have an old G. What can you say? <laughs> All right, my friend, appreciate it, and uh, we'll uh, see you on the trail. All
0: right, sounds good. Boo! Bye. I wanted to hear it. I, uh, anything above idle. Yeah, well, mm. sorry. Okay.
1: I found our good friend, uh, Britt Mansell, as he's uh, finishing up his, uh, f- packing his camp. So you'll remember him from American Adventure Lab. And they make some of the uh, best products that I've ever had. I use them in my Jeep uh, for cargo and and uh, cargo management, drawers, slides, uh, a million other things, the tailgate tables. But... Brit does it in a different way because his mind is slightly crazy, which makes it way better for all of us.
7: That's a good thing.
1: No, that's yes. a good thing. So this time you brought out your manual JK because, of course, we're on a good. center force run. So let's talk about that a little bit. What do you like about driving manuals off-road?
7: Well, the the thing that I like most is you, you, you as the as the person being in control of the vehicle, you get to see what the terrain is in front of you. So, like, by, by design, automatic transmissions are sort of reactive, right? So they react to... Uh, load on the engine, uh, vacuum pressure, that type of thing. With the with the manual, you get to be proactive, so you get to select your gear before you get there, which to me makes for a lot more enjoyable trail experience sure. versus constantly being the wrong gear at least for a few seconds before the the automatic sort of understands what's wrong and fixes it.
1: So, have you? <clears throat> how many manual transmission vehicles have you owned? And and well. off roading? Yeah, I mean, the manuals are fun to drive on the street and everything, yeah. but there's to me there's so much more skill involved especially i think i always tell new manual transmission drivers off-road don't touch the clutch because it's better to stall out in gear than it is to disconnect the drivetrain by freaking out and hitting that clutch pedal right but have you been driving manuals for a long time and and what was maybe your favorite manual transmission vehicle you've ever owned car order order four by four
7: yeah i've actually uh, i've just barely learned to drive on an automatic and then went to a manual almost immediately after that and I don't know. I've had, as far as numbers go, I'm not real sure. A, a handful of automatics, and probably probably the most fun or manual. Sorry, probably the most fun manual I had was ac a, uh, a C7 Z06
1: Corvette that we. Okay, that that doesn't suck. Yeah, we, we spent. A, I was expecting you time to, time to say money. like I had a '69 Malibu SS or something yeah. like that. No, it's a, no,
7: no. This one was fun, and, and at the time I worked for Comp Cams, and and we uh, we spent a lot of. Uh, we spent a lot of company money on that car, and it, it was—it went from a, a stock car that was really fun to drive to, a, to basically a race car with a, a license plate on it. That,
1: that was, was still fun to, that fun to drive.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that one was good.
1: How do you think it would have handled this trail?
7: Uh, it would have probably done really, really well until you got to the dirt, and then it, <laughs> then it would have drug
1: immediately. So you were here last year uh, with me too. You're one of the alumni. Yeah. And oh, uh, what what uh, what was your favorite part about this year in this trail?
7: Uh, so yesterday we went through some really, really cool like rock formations. Uh, and it was neat to be able to, to drive through that and
1: I wish it lasted longer. It was like almost too short. Like, yeah, just when was. you started enjoying it, it's like, oh, it's gone already.
7: Yeah, it was really cool. R- right outside of Baghdad is, is where it was. And man, I, I, I guarantee you I took probably 50 pictures you know from the dashboard. <laughs> yeah just because uh, it's like everywhere you yeah. look was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. So I can't wait to see how those turn out when we get back. That was good.
1: All right, uh, any manual specific products coming from American Venture Lab?
7: Uh, manual specific, not not that I have on the radar right now, but the reason we come on these trips is to really kind of figure out, oh, everybody uses their vehicle differently and, and what we can do to sort of fill in those gaps. So... I'm not saying there won't be a manual-specific product, and, and here and this is how we figure it out. So, glad to be here.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, we. I'm very familiar with your product line, and uh, and I've got your stuff in mind, and I, we kind of went back and forth between our 2G. I'm like, oh, that's how you used that thing. I didn't think I would need it, and now I'm thinking that might actually be better than what I'm doing. So Yeah,
7: yeah, we probably need to do a better job of sort of explaining how we use our system altogether. So if, if you wheel like we do as far as I maybe call it like adventure wheeling. So we're not like hardcore rock crawling and yeah. we're not like we're not just dirt road camping. We're somewhere in between. And sure. And if you do that and, and, and you enjoy that type of stuff, our whole system works really well together. So we'll, we'll do a better job of explaining all those pieces
1: very soon. And you also have a bunch of products coming out for trucks, or you have some stuff. A Gladiator, I think Tacoma was one you're working on as well. That's right,
7: yeah. So we, we've got a full line that the Tacoma stuff is pretty much done. Uh, as soon as I get home, I'll be crunching in, in SolidWorks for the next two or three days and, and building our new Gladiator, cramming to get to the Moore show in Springfield. And we've got a lot of stuff to do in a really short amount of time, but trucks will be probably a, maybe I would even say, probably a major focus for us this year. Uh, we just added new machinery
1: in the shop, uh, a new fiber well, I think, press. I think the first time that we interviewed you was two shops ago, <laughs> yeah. and you're in the third one, and then you just, yeah. you, ha- explain what just got delivered, what, a month ago?
7: Uh, yeah, well, it actually got delivered probably two months ago, and we got to sit there and watch it for a month before <laughs> we, they we really came, came and hooked up, it yeah. up. So we've got a, a 6K fiber laser and 132-ton press brake, uh, both from Mitsubishi. And uh, those two machines work really, really well together, and we spent... Pretty much the last month learning how to uh, not press the wrong buttons and uh, <laughs> that's been really good but so just in the past few days where we got here I really felt comfortable like we had a good handle on, on how to use those machines so I'm really looking forward to our R&D time going from weeks to, to literally
1: minutes. Yeah, you'll and be able to really write amazing. something and then throw it to the machine and see if you like it or not. And yeah. and you guys have, mm-hmm. uh, because you're doing everything in aluminum with lasers, your tolerances on all your products is like a mill or something, right? I mean, yeah, it's, you, you, you are a stickler for that. Yeah, it's really funny because I,
7: I had been used to drawing stuff. Uh, I wouldn't call it lazy. I would call it sort of protective. So I would draw, uh, create a design, very protective, knowing that, that our vendors had plenty of room for tolerance. Yeah, like they could make some slight mistakes and it would still go together. Well, I kind of got a wild idea last weekend. I wanted to draw something with uh, a half a mil clearance between four different parts, and uh, it was really cool when it came out. and It was legitimately a half a mil clearance. Th- that's uh, crazy. That was, yeah, that's it's like you got a whole new toy box and you get a bunch of bunch of toys to play with. So I'm I'm really excited about it. All
1: right, and just so you guys know, uh, Britt and I are friends, and the reason we can be friends is when. Uh, I got a product from him. Uh, there is a special um, modification uh, that was uh, uh, made to the underside of the cutting board that if you're familiar with this podcast at all, you'll know. I leave these images all over Lightning's office. Um, well, Britt does the same for me when he sends me things. And uh, he did send me a text message of him playing with the new laser. And if you can imagine that there might be a barbell shape uh, on many of these parts, and if you were to arrange the long piece and the two round holes that get punched in that they were they were showing the um the flexibility of the laser on these parts and and i'll leave it at that but this is why we can be friends my friend
7: yeah well good deal we we like to make that little personal customization you know when we can so all
1: right well uh, i'm ready to uh, pack up and uh, finish this trail out it's been good hanging out this week
0: cool looking forward to more cool terrain why couldn't you just say brit uh, drew Wieners with his laser on oh, my cutting who board. Who said Wieners? <laughs> Why do you always go to Wieners? It's not a. I mean, what What's else could it have with been? You? That's what was all over my there, office.
1: That's the mystery of oh. audio lightning. That's the mystery. I have of just audio. Pulled, pulled
0: back the curtain and showed your wiener. I don't think you did <laughs> actually.
1: <laughs> on that note, we should probably uh, do uh, a few uh, five-star hotline calls. Okay. <laughs>
0: 6105, it's the five-star 5 Star
2: Hotline, Hotline,
0: 657-205-6105,
2: hey guys, um, it's Greg giving you a call from the East Coast in Pennsylvania, I've called a few times, wrote a bunch of times, nothing, um, I hope I don't lose you, I'm going through a bad spot, so I'll slow down a little bit, had to take a moment, say, you know, catching up, I got one episode, one episode ago is the latest one for Monday. It's now Friday the very eighth Thursday the ninth. So I'm, I'm catching up. I'm catching up. I'm sorry I'm one episode behind. I wanted to say I am a, a high school teacher, high school technology education teacher, so I, I teach wood shop and a little bit of uh actually a lot of like real world skills, like construction,
6: like electrical stuff and I'm trying to
1: God bless you for yep, that. There's nice. there's a there's a place in heaven for you. So. Slow clap. The Slow clap from the uh, Truck Show podcast right here for all the shop teachers out there and uh, people who uh, are teaching our, our high schoolers uh, how to love the things we do. Bringing like, the automotive stuff, basic diagnostics, and changing tires,
2: and checking oils, and fillers, and maintenance, and what to look for, and understanding vehicle dynamics and stuff. And i got to say, numerous times, and especially today, I love having those informal conversations with my kids, uh, my students, referencing so many things that I've learned and so many things that you guys have talked about on the Truck Show podcast, and it, it's definitely a, a good source of information, and I tell people all the time, I tell my students, you know, check it out, listen to it, you know. I, I,
1: well, we are not educating We're people. accidentally educational. Do not believe anything we say.
2: I had a conversation today about an SR-71 uh, plane. I said, i listen to the truck show podcast you gotta look up this specific episode and you can hear you know an interview with an actual pilot of the sr-71 you know and uh, we talked about renewable fuels and the push for electricity and you know uh, i hope you guys know i'm, I'm pushing for you know keeping ice and stuff alive for for our future generations and, and trucks for, for that matter too because you know trucks are obviously better you know come on now um, <laughs> of but course being able to reference those those points is is awesome so i just want to say thanks again you guys do a great job and i'm out here on the east coast you know promoting you as much as i can in the high school and uh uh, thank you for the wealth of knowledge and i absolutely hope you you know keep this up for many many years and i hope you know one day to venture out that way and hopefully run into you at an event or something or maybe an event on the east coast so um have a good one guys take it easy
1: wow i thank you uh, humbled by uh by your words, and that you would find any value in what lightning brings to the table. <laughs> How dare now, you? Uh, lightning and myself. Sorry, I w- was just skipping ahead there. Hey, do you think high schoolers also leave those images all over his shop? I hope so. I mean, I did when I was in shop. Mr. Spring, rest in peace, my shop teacher from no. uh, Huntington Beach High School. Uh-uh. Yeah, but I, Mr.
0: Spring, that, that name sounds like he'd be a
1: shop teacher. Oh, he, he was awesome. He was the best. Uh, and uh, he passed away a few years ago. And- uh, you know after i left high school and i was involved with the police department i had to go to the local police department which was across the street from my high school and i worked for an, an adjoining city and uh, brought him a police car in the middle of a shop class you know and uh, turned on the sirens outside and all the kids came running out i, I was at truck and magazine at one point and uh, drove a uh, srt10 ram wow. Viper truck for the truck. i used to bring him all the cool stuff that i was driving and mm-hmm. he was always so proud to be like yeah this was one of my former students coming back to share something with you guys and all the kids would be climbing in and out and that was awesome. But I remember how much heartache we gave him when we were uh, welding brake rotors to the side of a, uh, a Pontiac <laughs> Bonneville. Or we had this, I think it was actually the Pontiac where we had it vertical, about 20 of us, and we were cutting the car up and it, was, it had no roof mm-hmm. and the doors were gone. It was just a shell, but it was like a 70 something. So it was like you know, 25 feet long. And you can imagine 20 high schoolers Topple, you know, pushing it up like Stonehenge, so it was vertical on the rear bumper. And I still remember this uh-huh. day, spraying, running out in his white shop shirt and his his blue like uh, shop shorts and his in and his shop boots. And he's like, "Dudes, dudes, what are you doing?" And just as we said that, everybody scrambles and it just crashes to the <laughs> ground with the most amazing bang you've ever. It sounds like somebody dropped a dumpster from the sky. Right. It could have killed any one of us. It could have gone wrong a hundred different ways. I mean, I remember a kid and sh- by the way. If uh, you're listening and you're in this particular shop class, don't. These are the stories of what not to do to your right, shop. Right, don't teacher. don't do these. Do not take your front-wheel drive car, place it up against the building, and put it on cruise control at 55 and see right. how long the tires will last before. They explode. Yeah, don't do that.
0: And uh also don't take a uh, the Carmen Ghia that they're doing uh-huh. some work on in the yes. auto shop class. Don't take a set of bolt cutters and cut open the Olympic swimming pool at your school and then push the Carmen Ghia into the pool. Don't, really don't, do, don't, don't don't do, do that? Do, do not do that. Well,
1: um, do not <laughs> do, <laughs> should we go through all the things. <laughs> um I'll also tell you a fun uh-huh. story. So there was a rumor uh uh-huh. because we had this uh craft services <laughs> company that came through, right? And
0: uh, do not do not take Take the uh, the golf cart that this, the the campus security <laughs> uh-huh. rolls on, and take bolt cutters and cut off the antenna and all the valve stems. Don't you're, do. You're that. saying right. don't, do, don't that. do that. Don't do that.
1: Don't do that. Do
0: not. Definitely do not. Right. And uh-huh. do not steal the Bob's Big Boy, the life size Bob's right. Big Boy, and then hoist it to the top of the AM antenna that's uh, three uh-huh. stories, and then Crisco grease all the poles <laughs> so they can't get the, it down. Don't do that. Do not, what you're saying. Absolutely you're you're do saying not don't do that. that. No.
1: Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I remember. Uh, so we had these like craft service people that were running our like our snack bar and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Mr. Spring had this secret like like room built on the side of our Quanzit hut uh-huh. that was uh, allegedly held a uh, machinery and was selling sodas and snacks in the middle of class <laughs> out of it to to help fund auto shop because uh-huh. the funding kept getting cut. And he had a like flame cabinet on wheels. That rolled in front of the door, so the school did an investigation, and they're like, we've heard that there's a secret door, to, and you're selling all this stuff out of here. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And they walked around the auto shop and could not find the door. Oh, that's awesome. And after they left, we all slid the flame cabinet (laughs) back
0: over and handed uh, Mr. Spranger money. We could get sodas and all sorts of vending machines. stuff. that's awesome. Uh, Yeah, in our auto shop, we had uh, the first semester of auto shop was before you could do the hands-on, and it was just nonstop the black and white film after black and white film. Sure, and it's so funny. He would turn his desk and face the back wall and, and grade tests as we're watching films, and collectively everyone would do this during about a third into the movie. Go. <laughs> you guys are horrible. So there's human like thirty kids going oh, drowning horrible. out the guy going, and then they invented the two stroke motor, <laughs> and you got thirty kids going. <laughs> I mean,
1: do not do that. Is do what not, you're saying. That is no, not. Do that. Hey, and uh, not only do not do it, but if you do it, you won't be original because Lightning and I did all that. No, we did thirty years ago. I didn't do any of that oh. stuff. Are you kidding? I'm Sorry, I just I meant that. It's been done. Did not do. That. I'm sorry, I misspoke. What I was trying to get across is that it's been done in the in the history books. Right. There's no need to revisit those types of no. things because they are counterproductive to the wonderful education, especially the hands-on that you'll get in Auto Shop, which we. Highly appreciate and love all of you vocational teachers out there, regardless of of what medium you happen to be uh, teaching. But there's a place in heaven for you all because we have been in your class, whether you know it or not.
6: (laughs) Hey, Lightning and Holman. This is Brian calling you from my driver's seat of my 2017 Nissan Titan XG. Uh, Just crossed over 155,000 miles and all's good. Anyway, I was calling about episode 215. I just finished it. And, Lightning, you were referring to a airbag setup for the rear of a Ram TRX. So that setup has the airbag and it's not uh, connected to the axle. And the mounting perch is a Daystar suspension lower airbag cradle. That's the part you were thinking of. And that's compatible with either an airlift or a Firestone ry airbag. But that cradle on the bottom is gonna be a Daystar suspension piece that you're thinking of. So uh, that's what that part is. It's been used by a lot of guys that I know of uh, for several years. It's kind of a novel idea because not everyone knows about it, but some guys do. And I'm gonna agree with Holman on this one. If you're towing more than say 7,000 pounds behind the back of your TRX, it's probably not the right truck for the application. So look at either a half ton or an HD that has some higher spring rates in the back and not so soft for off road. So have a good one. i uh, Enjoy the show every week. Keep up the great work. Mounted parameters. All right, thanks. See you
1: guys. All right, Brian. Appreciate that. And your uh, 155,000 mile uh, Titan check in right there.
2: Mounted parameters! Big
0: crowd one for you there.
2: The truck
6: show. The
1: truck show,
0: the truck show, whoa, whoa, Then that's it, that's it. <laughs> I mean, he's no better than we are. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 657 205 6105, that is a five star hotline. Leave us a message. Weigh in on the show, please. 657 205 6105.
3: The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, whoa, oh, oh. whoa.
0: Home and is uh, flipped around in his seat. He's not even near his microphone. Oh, what? I thought I thought we were done. I, no, I, uh, I have a bike. I have to put together. You do It's sort of like of, Santa came and just was so lazy, just left off a, a box. Wasn't lazy. It was on purpose. And <laughs> Santa did not bring tools because he figured he'd want you to do it at home. Is that was Santa wants for you?
5: <laughs> this Santa. Uh,
0: this fat Santa over I here. I cannot
1: yeah. wait to uh, ride the hell out of that thing. Hey, uh, if you also are looking to ride things, you should consider a <laughs>
0: Nissan Titan. I could have gone south really quickly. Uh, it, it yeah.
1: didn't, because uh, I'm a professional. Okay. Uh, Titan and
0: Titan XC have the industry's not best warranty. A, not according to the walls in my office. You <laughs> are not a professional.
1: Five, well, that's when I'm off duty. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Best in the business for a great, solid, well-built, reliable truck with a ton of features and a ton of value. Head on down to your local Nissan dealer. You can also check out the mid-size Nissan Frontier with best-in-class horsepower. NissanUSA.com. Build and price your Nissan today.
0: Uh, but what if my truck? What if I got like a, a like a big old Ram or something, or maybe a an eco diesel? It's got a lot of lag to it. You know what I mean? It's just I can't stand the throttle response. What do I do, Holman?
1: Well, if you're one of those guys who is driving a truck that's fly-by-wire with a ton of lag, you want to uh, head over to uh, bankspower.com or slide into at LBC lightning's DMs. If
0: you're looking for some Banks product, he will hook up a truck show listening brother. Dude, I've hooked up like uh, more than 20 so far. Uh, I guess the show works, doesn't it? it? it I guess it does. you guys me back have, for another year next year? we have some listeners, yes. Right, I like that. Head over to bankspower.com and see if we have an application for your truck. We've got Pedal Monsters for, I mean, cars, trucks- you name it. Uh, airplanes. No. Submarines. Nope. Uh, watercraft. Just cars and trucks and SUVs. But you said you name it. Okay. Catamarans. I'm going to take it back. Try don't, don't name it. Um,
1: <laughs> helicopters. Satellites. No. Uh, moon rockets. No. Uh, uh, small gauge uh, toy train sets.
0: Yes, we do actually. <laughs> have. For, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I knew have, it. N scale. Is
1: that, uh, yes. was that uh, April Fool's right there? Yeah. All right, uh, BakesPower.com, if you want to get that uh, pedal latency out of your truck and get a more responsive vehicle, you will uh, want to pick up the uh, patented Pedal Monster with active safety features, including safety in reverse. And I think that's going to end it for this show because uh, 220 is a lot of episodes. And like our shop teacher friend said, he wants us to be around for many, many, many more years.
0: I don't know. What do you think? You're saying what you're tapping out right now. I don't know.
1: Just, I mean, I've got I, I got a big ripper. I got to go ride it. I don't have time to do a podcast and ride my big ripper in my van slip-ons. <laughs> all right, my van's shirt, my yeah. van's hat. All right, let's tap out. My well, van's chonies.
0: All right, now we're going sideways.
1: Well, what we this show does not go sideways. All of this is hundred
0: percent planned. And what is this part right here? This is this planned? This part? Yeah, right now. This with you and I. This mm, part? Yeah, no. I didn't think so the truck show podcast is a production of motor trend group this podcast was created and produced by sean holman and jay tillis with production elements by dj omar khan if you like what you've heard please head over to apple podcasts and give us a five-star rating and if you're a fan of the truck show podcast we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors
2: the type of bikes that's popular around here is mostly sc bikes you might see a bunch of different so-called pk bigger bird the most popular one that you're going to see everybody with is the bigger bird Everybody like them because you can wheelie on them, they big.
11: My favorite bike is the SoCal that I'm rocking with, but it's made by SE Bikes, but man, I'm trying to cop up on that big Ripper, so 29-inch, it's like one of the only bikes in the world that's a BMX bike, 29-inch, that joint's
10: lit.